As you've probably guessed by now, I can't stop thinking about Diablo 4. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Grinding Gear Podcast. I'm Garrett. He's Kyle. Hello. And no one talks like that. I don't know what that sound clip was from, Kyle. But <laughs> You honestly can't take a guess. I, no? I mean, I'm assuming. No. Pick, pick an outlet. Surely you, surely you can guess. Pick who an you, outlet? Who uses that tone all the time, regardless of a content I, creator, coverage, a journalist is probably what they'd be called. I don't watch videos from outlets i read (laughs) if it is a video game news website i only read this would be except for like the old good stuff from polygon like monster factory i used to when they were being funny i would watch them i didn't i didn't right when when they were working to create content no 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 the ign surely somebody out there knows knows the tone of ign and the manufactured (sighs) way that they yeah it it gets a little tiresome listen there's a way every newscaster sounds the same oh yeah there's a reason we don't have regional like drawl in our newscasters (laughs) regardless of where you live all right there's there's a reason for that. I, yeah. I get it, and 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 I'm gonna go. I'm 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 gonna defend IGN for a second. I think they get a little too much crap. I think they have some pretty darn good writing over there. Uh, the website's been through massive changes. Obviously, I mean, what was it? Hot girl of the day when I was growing up. Like IGN <laughs> top bar. It was a different time. Kyle. Video games. Hot girl of the day. Uh, I don't really end up at IGN much, but they're the ones who did a hands-on preview of act one with some footage a, a decent amount okay. of footage this past week. all right so if you wanted visual aid for your diablo 4 news it's kind of where i end up i ended up anyway there's a lot uh, there's a lot out okay. naturally that i've been playing I, it i don't need it because i i'm i already know i'm gonna play it mm. so i'd rather just kind of be surprised oh not researching Dragonflight at all has paid dividends in my enjoyment that's fair. That's fair. I have I have a lot of thoughts. Of course you do. <laughs> That's why I have a podcast, Garrett. Of course you I, I've do. I've got opinions. You know, I didn't like Diablo 3 that much, tonally. So I wanted visuals. Yeah. I, I want to see it. You, so you're still, you are still, in fact, Kyle Ferguson. Yes. A video game hipster extraordinaire. <laughs> Atmosphere. I like Diablo before it was cool. Uh, mm, oh, maybe, maybe. I guess no one that thinks they're cool claims three is their favorite Diablo. Is the point I'm trying to make? Oh, I, I don't care about them. <laughs> but I see, I see your meaning. I get your meaning. I get your meaning. Now, the, the, the hype factory's going for Diablo Four today. Apparently, it's going to possibly announce its release date tonight. Uh, there, there's it's leaks. The, the, the game awards are tonight. Grab your t-shirt and blazer, Kyle. Why are we digging on that? What's wrong with the t-shirt and blazer? I thought combo? it was funny. I, I thought it was funny. I don't. Yeah. Everyone else instantly decided they had the same opinion, which was that article was mean. I thought that article was freaking hilarious. Yeah, it's fine. But yeah, I thought it was funny. Like it's fine. It's it's Phil Spencer. I think he can take it. I think he can take a joke. He. 
I imagine he had a chuckle and then he went back to counting his millions and being, I think, a pretty decent leader. Well, I mean, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Like, is it really a fashion police episode? Are we going to start digging on poor developers? I mean, I'm currently, we do do videos. I'm aware of like the elfish facade that I might be putting together. It's elfish. Yeah, like like my immortal face. Because you go through our videos and like my hair changes lengths, my facial hair is always shifting around, and I'm kind of like, oh, you know, I should really standardize this. Particularly now that we sell like stickers of my face, I should probably standardize <laughs> my look a little bit and stop fooling around. Nah, nah, change is good. Uh, it's you do you. You got to scare your kids a little bit. You got to shave it all off just to give them a fright here and there. I remember when being a little kid and my dad shaved his mustache for the first time. I yeah. thought there was a strange man in our front yard. Yeah. Yeah. It's it goes, mom yelling. My dad would always grow a beard while I was at camp. You know, it goes the territory. Mm. I, I can't, I can't kind of that. I, I, I want to see devs walk out in like big cargo shorts in like <laughs> the, like the shorts tights combo. Like I want to see people comfy. I just, I want mm. you comfy. I want you to look, uh, creative uh, not like not like uh you know you don't have to have a meat on your head like lady gaga but you know you should be chill i i, I think i think that's a dangerous precedent to start poking at developers about their looks though apparently ben brode's been tweeting he's gonna have the best suit ever at the award so i i am kind of excited about that go go ben bro do yeah. it yeah do it we don't have to set a standard for everybody though no no, no, if you want, if, if, if anything, I you know the the conversation that was spurred by the the Kotaku article that I don't remember the name of, but you can find it. It's all over the Twitter. Oh, was the right Kotaku now. article? Yes. Oh, no wonder people misunderstood it then. <laughs> if, if they're gonna, they have to like label comedy. If they're gonna label comedy, they run some pretty weird smear campaigns. And <laughs> if if they want to have some comedic asides, they need to you know put a little tag on it so we all get the joke. But, that's fair. I came out of it just thinking, like, like if it is anything else, just switch it up. Like, how are we still doing blazers and t-shirts? That was, we did that in, like, 03. Because it's comfy? Like, switch, okay, give me something else comfy. Like, let's have a, let's have two years of hoodies. Like, cycle through the comfort. There are other comfortable <laughs> clothes. This I is ridiculous. It's labeled commentary, which I still don't think really catches... What we're can we have two? For. Can we have two years of uh, buying those horrible, uh, trying to appeal to anime fan jackets that I always get uh, advertised to me on Pinterest that look like something Doctor Robotnik would wear? Let's have two years of that cringy shit. Like, okay, let, but then let, there's let's then there's the sweaters the that look like armor, and I totally want those. And I kind of go nuts for like any of the like bowling shirt dragons. I don't buy them. I'm 35. <laughs> I control myself. But anytime I see like a bowling shirt with like a red black dragon on it, particularly if it's like a skull dragon, I'm kind of like, damn, that's badass. Did you and I both own Dragonfly shirts back in the late 90s? Dragonfly. That was the expensive brand of dragon bowling shirts. Oh. uh, I believe they sponsored The Offspring for a while. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at this. Yeah. 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 It wasn't. I, I wasn't branded. Um. And I never had, like, Venom or anything like that. Oh, sick. I can get, like, anime girls on it now. Awesome. You can get anime girls on literally anything it's, these days. It's true. Like, you could get them on your car. No, like, uh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, blue and black, white tribal wings. That's kind of what I was like. You know, kind of like a, a demon butterfly skeleton. <laughs> 
You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you you know, you, if, if if you were the member of Crazy Town that wore a shirt, it'd be you. It, it was it very like Panzer Dragoon looking. I never went full like Sylvester holding a gun or Bugs Bunny like smoking a cigar. I, I never I went think, down that route. Uh, I think the difference between you and me in terms of uh, our aesthetic is that you look upon that fondly and I look upon it like I want to stay as far away from it as humanly possible. I had fun in my ignorance and I refuse to <laughs> analyze that time period. Granted, we are just saying please don't make fun of people for their dressing and now we're making fun of dressing. So, you know, maybe we should pull it's out our this own dressing. dive. That's true. That's true. We're making fun of dressing. ourselves. Yeah, it's our it's own fine. Fun. You know, I just you know, if you if you're currently rocking a bowling shirt and listen to this, you know, good on you, uh, or a blazer and a t-shirt. That's what you literally did at Hearthstone, right? Weren't you in a blazer and t-shirt? I was asked to wear a t-shirt. I was going to wear a button-down. Ah, oh, see, yeah, they I wanted was asked it. to make it more casual, more, more gamer friendly. Yes, I was asked to make it more casual. Can you make this more gamer? I did find out though that I really do like a blank t-shirt with a blazer. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, draws attention. Yeah. Never done it before that event. Now I'm kind of into it. I think I might become the the blank t-shirt and suit jacket dude. I'm I'm a big fan of the blank t-shirt. You know, you get some gorp, some uh, some blorp up on your shoulders from the baby. You just change right into that next black t-shirt, no problem. Just burp. Yeah, just burp. Like, you know, it's like I never changed. Stream won't even know. Chat. I'm not sure shirtless would be considered more casual. I don't I don't think that I don't think people look With at someone wearing a jacket with no shirt. Uh, and think casual. You do need to cover your nipples. That's just not fair. <laughs> That's not fair to everybody. <laughs> well, some video games, you just don't have them. It's true. True. Final Fantasy. Uh, if you're rocking, I, am an, I, mean, I am a nippleless man in Final Fantasy 14. Dude, if you were like, hey, check out my new roguelike card game deck builder with RPG elements and you walked out shirtless, blazer and abs, I'd try your game. <laughs> And I'd, I'd try that this, is, this is my this is where I, I'm, I kind of agree with the article. I think we need a little more drip. We need a little more drip. <laughs> we right. need someone to lead the way. We're looking at bread, bro, bread, bro tonight. Lead us. Lead us to this new glorious place. Show us. Show us, bro. What's keep on? I, I, I would, I'm going to put five dollars down, Kyle. Mm. Next time we hang out, if I'm wrong, I will. I will give you five dollars or, or buy you a, a, an adult beverage. OK. Uh, which they are not five dollars, and you cannot no. get a five dollar beer sure. anymore. Um, I'm old, anyways. Uh, I, 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 I'm gonna put five dollars down. It's one of those like uh, comical patterns. It's he's gonna be showing up just in a two piece suit, but it's gonna be a, a very loud pattern of just Marvel art. That would be good. Yeah, kind of like a um, matching tie. Kind of like when someone accidentally made a suit out of Scrubs material. Accidentally. Yeah, like the, the dinosaur, you know, nurses, nurses, nurses always wearing like crazy scrubs with lots of like characters oh, on them. Uh, yeah, I got really hung I'm, up on accidental. I'm pretty sure it's 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 intentional when that happens. Never but, mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm hanging out with kids that are for nurses. So, you know, nurses for kids. <laughs> never mind. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, you do Logan in, in chat right now. Actually, yeah. Yoshi P is a, is a stylish damn man. Actually, a lot of the a lot of the uh, 14 devs are extremely stylish yeah they no very they still look comfy mm. but there's a lot of variation it's not like there's a uh i am a gamer uniform which is how i feel whenever i watch e3 or or game awards or anything like that okay it feels I, like there's a uniform before we move on my prediction is ben Brode has one of those like uh illusionary suits that are kind of like rainbowy but depending on what angle you're looking at it the rainbow kind of shifts and changes you, the word you're looking for is iridescent iridescent perhaps 
Yes. Yes. Katie uh, but, wants an iridescent wrap for her car very badly, and I have looked up the price, and it's not going to happen. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but pick up the oil off the wet street and rub it over the car. <laughs> It'll get the job done. It's no, extremely so at, on, bad for your paint. Don't do that. On Yoshi P's side, I, I don't know when you switch over, right? Like, so you see Yoshi P walking down the street. He's got his finger gauntlets on and all his bangles. It, it, but you don't know he's a Final Fantasy dev. Is it still as cool? It Does he still look cool? Now, he's also, he's a smoker, so he's smoking. He's got sunglasses on, you know, he's... He's he's doing the it's the full look. It's the full American PG-13, you know, badass look coming at you. I think I think if, you know, it, it, it depends very much on his body language. But if you're just kind of rocking it. Yes, it's about absolutely. Mm. It, yeah, it's 100. So much about pulling off certain fashion is confidence. Mm. Because I, I want like to how do this that. Is, totally started off as a joke conversation, and now I'm getting very earnest. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I, I personally want to dress more outrageous. I, for the longest time, wanted a little, uh, little red, little red in my hair. Uh, I mean, we're going to be, talk, be talking about you're a uh, YouTuber now, Kyle. You I, have I, no I, excuse. I, no, no, because then like Markiplier did it for like five years straight, and I feel like I, you know, it, it's Markiplier. This was before did, the Markiplier did, look. If anything, this was a Rufio look. Like it I doesn't, was, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It, if you if you're not gonna dye your hair because a uh, a successful YouTuber or streamer has already done it, you are out of options already. Fair. Everything that can be done has been done and is by somebody vaguely recognizable. Mm. Do what you want. True. I think right now we start hashtag Red Kyle. Yeah, we need to get that trending. Kyle doesn't use Twitter, so don't worry. I will show him. <laughs> I will show him uh, that it's trending. We need to get Red Kyle. Dude, I mean, look, we, we were just looking at this before the show. I'm going to show stream here. Uh, the the sweet, sweet hair on uh, the Diablo 4 devs here, like in the middle, like this, this the radiant, like, uh, pro- what would you what would you even call it? Like progressive? A, what is this? Uh, I believe they call that an ombre an where it ombre? fades. Isn't that a friend? Uh, uh, in Spanish, yeah. but it's not spelt the same. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, she's got this like cool like necklace going on with like this pseudo uh, a safety pin kind of thing, like with the leather. Like this is a badass getup. That badass I, I get up. It, uh, so it's ombre with an O. Uh, bit of a hair geek. Uh, that stuff is uh, not easy to do, not cheap to get done, and yeah, that red fade is sick. Also, our buddy Adam Jackson is up there, and he yes. just looks rocking. Oh yeah, sporting the Hindley, the Hindley, the the collared shirt that takes confidence with no collar. I was allowed oh, Henley, Henley. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought there was a D in there. I was like, "What are you talking about?" No, um, it, and then, it, yes, it was a Blazing Saddles, I guess, joke for anybody. I'm, I'm, I'm a Henley it. fan. I, I need to, I need to get more Henleys. I, I have a few. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think they look good. I think they look good. You reach a certain age, and uh, if you're, you're you just want to start wearing them as a dude. <laughs> you you reach a certain age. It's called your 30s, and suddenly you love the Henley. Yeah. Uh, We'll we'll see. We'll see what I think about. You know, I used to do the full goth thing back in high school, college. I don't think uh, eyeliner looks as good with crow's feet, but who am I to judge? You know, who am I to judge? Uh, yeah. There's some actors who would disagree with you. Let's talk about some video <laughs> games. Let's talk about video games. <laughs> the video game awards tonight. Oh, great news, everyone. Shove it. 
Oh, you were t- you were you were segueing into the game awards. I, they're tonight, so there's nothing really to say. Um, I there's guess there's not much to say. Yeah, yeah it's, it's tonight. We're going to be doing an extreme stream, so we won't be watching it live. I don't want that to uh, waste my. Those things are a waste of time. I'd go to no, game dude. I think actually, I'm I'm bummed that I didn't know it was tonight because I would have made you do a a, a commentary stream because uh, I. I we haven't done one in a while. I'm in the mood for a commentary stream. Uh, and I know you're writing it off. Dude, this thing is wildly popular. It is going to be like all like it's going to consume the next seven day news cycle. Uh, a lot of stuff's going to get revealed. There's going to be legitimately exciting things. And there's and it's just a complete, a complete open season on just making fun of how people have chosen to announce things. I hate they, they Why would they announce things in an award show? I hate award shows. Where have you been? They've been doing this for like 10 years. You go to game trailers on YouTube or whatever your outlet is, and you watch all the trailers after the fact without all the cringy fluff, you know, with the people the coming. Fl- Stop being a bad YouTuber. <laughs> <laughs> it's you, what you are here to do you like it you, so it's okay give the you like it i don't like what it they yeah. want. It's, it's a comparison that's what people are here for give the, the people what the they dialogue. want Kyle. this you 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 sat there day after day month after month for almost a year going you should just try final fantasy 14 everybody's doing it why are you rallying so hard against something i know you will enjoy you're gonna have a good time doing it. Why try? Why try so hard to be different, Garrett? You giving me a lecture that kind of sounds like I would give you. And here we are, Kyle. Fair. Me telling you, just embrace it. Just have fun with it. It's always broken, though. All award shows are. People have short-term memories. They always upvote the things that are more recent and forget about the start of the year and you know, overrun the blah blah blah. Like. Elden Ring's not going to get anything because something else came out. Like it's it's uh, God of War Ragnarok's exactly. going to win more than Elden Ring, and everyone's going to be mad. I'm telling exactly. you, I'm calling it right now uh, because FromSoft fans are insufferable. And if it were the other way around, uh, man, now actually, now Sony fans are also insufferable. All fans are insufferable, Kyle. All right. fans are terrible. But they, yeah, but the subsection. But at least Sonic fans have the decency to be ashamed of their fandom. <laughs> Sad but true. <laughs> uh, but yeah. apparently, there's going to be, you know, Diablo 4 is going to do a big thing tonight. Um, all the leaks are talking about like April or June release date on that. So, pretty soon. And uh, hey, that, that's that's the big news of right now. They've been making waves. They've been doing weird Twitter campaigns with like Lilith is coming and Unleash the Cultists. And I guess they bought some downtown, I guess you don't even call it downtown, Times Square. Real estate? So they can have some cultists walk around the big screens? Sure. Are they doing that cool uh, corner screen that makes everything look like it's three-dimensional and cut into the side of the building? No, this is more like all the screens at once are Diablo advertisements and cultists walk around the whole the whole display, like walk from screen to screen, progressively moving from one to the other. Oh, gotcha. Okay. It's not like augmented okay. reality or anything like that. But- it's, I mean, I. It takes a lot for me to get excited about advertisement, um, but that seems pretty wonderfully thematic. Yeah. Like, when was the last time you saw a bunch of creepy Satan worshiping cultists just like hanging out in Times Square? It would make me pay attention. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Anyway, um, yeah. The big, the big news this week, at least in our circle of uh, you know Blizzard adjacent, yeah, you know, we come from the Blizzard sphere. 
we are but humble visitors of Final Fantasy XIV, although I don't feel like a visitor anymore. <laughs> no, no, we live here now. You know, I, I literally uh, just sat down the other night and explained the entire uh, meme history of Lahi to Katie and then had her listen to the original track, watch the soaking performance, and then had her watch our little joke at the end of this week's video. Nice. In like rapid yeah. order. And you really uh, she spelled found it, it out. All extreme. She found it all extremely uh, charming. But... Uh, anyways, uh, you and I, we got our start in Blizzard, and we still we still enjoy a Blizzard game from time to time. And Diablo 4 is on the horizon and is having a big media push this week. Massive. A lot of outlets got to play through Act 1 of Diablo 4. And so there are a lot of articles out there about it. Uh, it looks like no one got to record their own footage, so I believe all the footage everyone is seeing is is signed off on ahead of time, approved B-roll made and given out by Blizzard. Yes, yes, that is the vibe I got as many people uh, spoke frequently about how they were upset they couldn't show what they were talking about on screen while they did. I think they got to show their own character creation, perhaps, but it was all pretty prescribed. Yeah, Uh, excuse me while I I have a mild moment of panic. Uh, Something was messed up with my recording. I'm going to, you know, I can get it back from the stream. It's fine. I got a backup recording going for you. It only, oh, thank God. It only got me. Okay. It only got, oh, thank God you got it. Oh, you're the best, man. You're the best. Uh, Anywho, sorry. Uh, Literally just like my heart sank and I just need a second to breathe again. Sure. Um, (laughs) Where, where'd we leave off? Yeah, uh, and it, uh, this is how these things usually go, right? They don't they usually let you collect your own footage. I've been to preview events for video games, and they never let us record our own stuff. It is explicitly not allowed. There's usually signs everywhere hanging that's like, "You are not, do not take photos, no photos, no video allowed kind of a thing. So none of that surprised me, but um, you, you've got some notes here. You've got some thoughts. Yeah. Uh, I... I because I saw you were interested in this because I was kind of in my I want to do what I did with Dragonflight and not research any of this and just enjoy the game. Uh, but because you look so interested in this, I did go and read uh, IGN's Act One review, uh, which is pretty extensive. And I think you the way you've broken up your feelings to show uh, the the notes before we start talking, I, it pretty much covers the whole damn rundown. So, so how are you feeling about Diablo Four after looking at these previews? It's uh, tonally like really solid looking. It's dark. It's atmospheric. I love the idea that you are fighting a warg, a wolf, as your starting quest. Like going real small. Like you are pathetic. Go into the world and die now. You horrible, you horrible piece of crud. Go die out there. You suck. Really speaks to me. And that's the kind of atmosphere I want. You know, we're, we're all in like these like dingy little hovels. And, you know, every, the world is full of demons and people are huddled around the fire in the cold. That's what I want. You can go listen to a lot of the Scott Johnson interviews with Chris Metzen and kind of put this together for yourself. But Chris Metzen went places. He went through a lot in his life, including just pressure from the audience about things like Mists of Pandaria and all this. And StarCraft was almost analogous to Chris Metzen's life at the time. But StarCraft II, Heart of the Swarm, into Legacy of the Void, uh, Warlords of Draenor, into Legion, and Diablo III were all very big 
biblical, cosmic. They were very involved in lore first and characterization and atmosphere second. And in that way, Diablo 3 was not the most enjoyable playthrough experience because it just kept going off about stuff. And you were a Nephilim and you were special from the beginning. And to me, that wasn't really the Diablo 2 feel that I fell in love with. Diablo 1 is very much its own experience. If you haven't played Diablo 1, it's still worth doing. It's just old and brutal. It's almost an arcade game in that way. Like, you can almost feel like you're you're putting in quarters because you die so often to weird stuff that you really can't recover from uh, all the time. It's it's a bizarre experience. Uh, Very very ahead of its time in that way. Diablo 2... I love. I play through it probably once every two years. I think it's a fabulous game. I love the talent trees in it. I love the storyline. I love how it evolves. Uh, Destruction is a fine build on that. And the overall story with uh, Tyrion and that dude's voice, like the voice acting, the cutscenes, they all just get me. And that story outside of myself and following the path of the Wanderer is something I really enjoy. You can have this big story that your character doesn't even participate in. Like, you maybe once walk into a cave and they're like, I smell evil here. And you're like, great contribution, Necromancer. Thank you for that. Moving on anyway. Like, your character does not matter. But because you're following the path of Diablo, the path of the Wanderer, everything you see is an evolution of that space. Like, oh, shit. This used to be like a normal temple full of normal priests, but Diablo walked through here and now it's hell painted with blood. It seems like they're trying to recapture that with the keeping the arcadiness of Diablo 3. And I think that's fine. I will tell you, my, my big warning here is I do not want to co-op this day one. I don't, you know, we'll, we'll do it for show, but I'm going to be grumpy about it. Okay? Because this is this is a slow-paced thematic like exploration. And once we hit like greater rifts and stuff like that, hell yeah, let's co-op it. But if they pull it off, this is this is a slow burn. This is something you really want to feel out. And, and catch all the little nooks and crannies on. So. We are not the same person. No, no. But that's why we do a show together. You sound like a, an, un, an unhinged individual to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's about lighting the candles and getting in the mood. So I really it's like the slow about start. wanton murder and destruction with my friends. I know. And, and you and you and, and damn the damn the evidence and burn the scrolls you find. Like, let's keep it going. Yeah, I don't give it. a shit. I yeah. just want to punch things as a barbarian. Another sweet hit for me. Whereas I'm like, let's pace it out. Let's put on some music. But- I, no, I, I'll go play D&D if I want that. I want to. I just want to murder things. Sure, sure. And there will be. Diablo like, is my murder box. They are showing off the arcadiness that is clearly moving in from Diablo 3. And that's great. But I love the slow start. I can't wait for that. Uh, I well, like it sounds like it's going to be very slow. Uh, I think IGN said it's 12 hours. It took them 12 hours to get to the end of Act 1. Yeah. Which yeah. spit him out at level 25. Well, I mean, granted, by the end of Act 1 here in the footage, you're fighting the Blood Bishop. Like, you know, g- shit hits the fan a little quickly. <laughs> you're hitting huge demons. What is this? The Scarred Baron has like a giant two-hander. Like, you know, you're going to hit some stuff. But, you know, they're, they're, there's total things in here. Like, I see the Vampire Lords kind of wandering around. There's a decent amount of skeletons. I really like start, starting slow with the skeletons. And... Diablo's three boss design was incredible. I think um, the shock value of what was his name? Belial 
in that fight was awesome. Mm. The fight atop the ram in Reaper of Souls was a super duper cool set piece. And hopefully those can still exist, but give me give me that leading time. Give me that feeling of building up into your world. So I like the idea of like upgrading your health potions back at the back at the camp. That's very I mean it's it's very, very um Elden Ring. It's very Dark Souls, you know, upgrading mm. your potions. But I like that they're still keeping the potions on the ground to keep you moving. And I think that's a fine like multiplayer kind of incentivize momentum combat keeping keeping still, you know, don't just kite all the time. And I love that I love town trees. I think they're going with a really cool kind of snaking build. It's really wide and very sprawling. And it immediately reminds me of like Final Fantasy X talent trees. It, it's big circles, big diagrams that you're making your way around. And they're going to do the either or thing, which I think works really well in Dragonflight. I really like the either or choices. I was about to say, it reminds me a little bit of, of WoW now with yeah. their new talent trees. Also, I saw the word renown thrown around a lot in the IGN review, and I was just like, oh, World of Warcraft. But it's 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 different. It's more that looks like the renown in D4 is impacting more you unlocking talents. Hmm. Interesting. So it, it might I, be, I think it's just you just happen to use the same word. Yeah, it might be a different system than just pure levels or something like that. Yeah. There's apparently gonna be a lot of cutscenes. A lot of in-game cutscenes with cutscenes. I think that's great. I thought the cutscenes in you know Diablo 2 are obviously amazing. Diablo 3's cutscenes were outside of yourself, which is fine. But Diablo... It, it only had either pre-rendered, which looked amazing in Diablo 3, or the in-game where you just stayed in the isometric view and they were nothing special. Right. So these are going to be a little more involved and feature your character a bit. The reason why cutscenes work so well in Diablo 2 is because you're following that storyline after it happened. Diablo's three cutscenes are more of like the go in your box World of Warcraft player and watch this and watch other people do cool things. It's like, Imperius, please stop. I want to do the cool thing. Yeah. I want to fight Diablo already. Leave him alone. Uh, They're the the engine they they have for this thing looks phenomenal. The like I nice. really like the look of this. And they they had one in-game cinematic all the way back in 2019 when I tried the demo at BlizzCon and it looked really good. And I like I like all the new blood. I'm really excited about that. There was a old guard at Blizzard that you know we've heard about in the past. And I'm not even talking about like you know 2021 kind of stuff. I'm just saying like there was no way to move up in the chain of Blizzard. You always had seniors always above you holding those positions. And if you wanted to share a creative idea, you really had to push back against some old ideals. Like this, Diablo Four is representing the workers who have worked their way up and now they're making their game. And I'm really excited to see what Diablo fans now turn developers make out of Diablo rather than what happened with, I think with a little bit of Diablo three and Chris Metzen, which is how do I recapture my violent younger self when I've grown and changed as a person? And now I have a child, you know, like <laughs> it, it, it's the, it's the Spielberg effect, right? Like, you know, we all change a lot as we grow up, but you know, sometimes uh, those, ideals those thoughts that we had uh create great horribly violent video games when you're younger because we're not thinking about stuff too much so i'm, I'm angry and edgy yes and yeah and i'm excited to have, see that we need to get it out yeah no that's a good that's and, a good way to put it you know and, and to get into that like I, I read a lot of uh, easy jackson uh, previous hero uh, balance 
designer in Heroes of the Storm, now doing a lot, a lot of class design stuff over at Diablo. He's the lead. Yeah. He's the class lead yeah. on Diablo 4 now. He made a great little uh, Twitter chain about like what it's like to design fun talents, talking about barbarians having full uptime on their berserk and how you have to like allow people multiple ways to do that. And you don't, you really think about that. So many times you feel like you're breaking a game. Like, oh man, I figured out this perfect bell. I cheated the system where I can have a hundred percent uptime on my cool buff. But he's actually thinking about it more like a, how can I give multiple avenues to get that? Like if you equip this trinket and then these two talents, you could unlock that. Or you might go about it with five talents and no trinket, but still feel like you broke the game in this organic way that you came up with. And that, that sort of game design talk just just tickles me. Is really exciting. Mm. Now, are, are you ready for negatives or would you like to chime in? Uh, I agree with one of your negatives, so get to it. I don't like the open world ideas much. I'm with you. I I get I'm it. With you. I want co-op, but yeah. I don't I don't want rando co-op. I want to go into Diablo with my friends and we've agreed it like upon how much we wanted to kick our ass and we have our own curated co-op experience. I don't want to see like 17 bunny hopping barbarians run out and help me kill a rare mob that's scaring the shit out of me. Well, and like uh, tonally, you're like you're exploring. Maybe you're playing something that's a little lower key like you're doing. Well, what are the classes here? Uh, what, do we have an Amazon or anything like that? What do we got? That's like real. Um, I know they've got a druid. I guess rogue. Ro- rogue would probably be the more quiet one. There's probably like traps and stuff like that. We have sorcerer, rogue, necromancer, druid and barbarian. So my thought is more like. You're like really invested. Maybe you're doing like a hardcore run or something like in your head. You're, you're roguing it up and maybe you're sneaking around. You're really taking bite-sized pieces. And here comes the necromancer with all their bullshit. But you with the skulls flying across your screen. You're like, where's where is all this coming from? What are you doing here? They're going to be doing world events, shrines, rifts, whatever you want to call them. Like there's fates. There's going to be an open world sense. And immediately my brain goes, is this for fun or is this for battle pass so that i can see someone else wearing armor and then then they get their their points in their head because they spent the money and then the money and the, the thing happened and then we go down that road right i'm not i'm not that concerned anymore with the villainy of battle passes like people knew what they were getting into with diablo immortal i'm not uh overwatch going free to play like right this is just the tone they messed up here is the storm's financial situation we should have had this thing people call evil in that way an advent calendar is just a chocolate battle pass. Like, these aren't different ideas. <laughs> that's a great joke. I saw this Twitter. I didn't make it up. That's just, I just love it. Oh, my I just love God. It. That's amazing. It's great. It's great. Someone on Twitter did that once. Uh, it's not me. I got to give credit. But it, that's where my brain goes with this open world stuff. And that doesn't excite me. Uh, it's it's the games you make now is where my brain goes. It's less cynical, but still slightly cynical. Is that... Sh- what a lot of players want if you do it out in the world i'm less upset than honestly doing it in town i think i I, you don't want people in town yeah i kind of like just like i'm the one talking to get deckard kane please like i'm the hero of my story can we not crowd around i don't want to see you know in particular, like Diablo 3, it was like some shiny-ass winged paladin uh, crusader walking through my zone while I'm all themed up for the current zone that well, I'm I don't in. think you're going to need to worry about anyone talking to Dedeckard Kane. No. Uh, 
you don't. Where's that five bucks you put down? You really don't think the ghost of Deckard Kane isn't going to show up at some point and like <laughs> say stuff? They wheeled him out for a mortal. They're definitely putting him in here if his scrolls or whatever. He's going to show up. But All right. He's probably All not right. the king of town. Well, how is our de-aging technology going? I want to know how how smooth <laughs> is Deckard Kane going to look? All that unknown financial shop stuff on a bought and paid for game. I'll end it there. We all have those thoughts. I'm not going to harp on those. Uh, my other big, like my big shallow complaint is I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Lilith. I just why I think she looks really cool. I'm fine with Lil- like the look of Lilith. Hopefully what they'll do with her, this whole like blood theme they're going with for the first act like that could be really fun. But coming from Evangelion anime, biblical, let's let's be dark here and, you know, uh, all in heaven, right in the world, kind of Helsing stuff. I just don't like the Lilith thing is just so overdone on a base level for me. I I just I I don't I'm not pre-invested in Lilith as a character. And what they talked about at the end of Reaper of Souls was such bizarre jargon. They were going they were, that was a too cosmic. It was way too cosmic going off about like the first Nephilim and then she had intercourse but not really with somebody else and that gave birth to the net and you're just like why what who where <laughs> just like just like embody sin bro <laughs> just if, if she's just gonna embody sin go for it if they want to do something like sexy with her go for it. if we're like fighting all her children go for it but this like static idea of just lilith who's maybe not eve is is played out in my man, in my mind, I uh, do not care at all about Diablo lore. Not even a little. All of it's just like vague allusions to biblical stuff. Just because so you played three, completely on brand for me. It's because you played three. On brand. I've read two. It is not that interesting. <laughs> oh, it's all presentation, man. It's not good enough to go back to, and uh, they even updated it, and it still looks uh, old. So. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's it's it just join me. And if you, it's it's all good, if you just if you just want to murder things and yeah. that's all I want, I want to murder things in a dark, gross looking medieval setting. Well, I think you've got that. I think that's going to happen. <laughs> and now it's a- I think I'm going to get what I want. Yeah, and I think that we are being purposely cagey about the environments. Obviously, we're seeing Act 1 here. It's all we've ever really seen. We've seen more kind of snow zone stuff. But this engine is clearly capable of doing many different zones. You know, we might end up in that jungle, that desert, as we normally do. I'm expecting we will see way more color for those who might be concerned about that. I think we're going to see awesome ideas and uh, designs, particularly thinking about things like Heart of the Swarm and how it adapted Diablo design and those ideas translated over here is the storm and now we have here's the storm ideas in Dragonflight with a lot of those abilities particularly on things like the evoker this will be that evolution like Blizzard is good at that they're good at stealing as we've all kind of joked about in the past and now joking about again with Dragonflight and Guild Wars but they also take full from their other products and I think particularly here is the storm is going to make a really, really good Diablo for gameplay experience. 
that's that's where my brain's at because to, to me the the joy of diablo is is the gameplay loop like and so the game to me it's it's gameplay first and, and whatever like <laughs> it's the story whatever for me like happy it's there love seeing the pretty cinematics make it dark make it creepy make it really disturbing and i'll be happy uh and the cinematic we've already seen is that so i'm i'm happy in that regard it, it's it's you, it is a game that is built to have a gameplay loop and that gameplay loop needs to deliver. That's what I'm here for. I did a bit of Diablo 2 PvP back in the day. That is such like a distant thought for me. But if they pull it off and certainly, hey, you know, I'm a little excited about the Heroes designers. That'd be really cool. I would love to get into that a little deeper again. You know, steal some ears off the ground. I just hope we hit with one difficulty. That was, of all the disappointments of Diablo 4, the initial playthrough being so easy is at the top of my list. Mm. And I really hope they pull from Elden Ring, uh, Dark Souls and say, hey, that's let's kind of where this. my kind of where my head went with the open world thing is I think I would be OK with it. If I watch people like actual players get horribly murdered in yeah. the open world, like if, if it could go the other way. Because to me, I think my concern with seeing other players in the open world is the sense of safety it gives me. When, like you said, like another necromancer shows up and starts doing his bone shit, you're like, "Oh, cool! Someone else is here to <laughs> to take the monster aggro from me. I feel safe." But if another person shows up and then a, a random spawn appears and actually starts acing fools, and I have this feeling of, "Oh God, it, they're dead, and now it's coming for me," that actually that could play in Diablo 4's favor for me. So it kind of depends on the on the world it gives us. Like if I if I crank my difficulty up really high, I'm only am I only going to be thrown into the world with other people that have cranked their difficulty that high? So we actually do die and and end up in situations that challenge us, or is it just like personally scaled for me? So I'm more likely to die than the other players that are running around, and it's just not all that immersive, or uh, there's not a feeling of dread. There's that. Right, right. And you can see the seams so often when multiplayer fires up. Like the one demon with the two swords is going, huh, 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 and, you know, attacking you in this very direct line. But your sorceress buddy is just just completely destroying it from afar. Like this thing has no response to but to target one person. And so you start kiting and two people are kiting and it really starts showing the seams. Like if there's two spawns and then a range attack is also unleashed because there's more people in the area, like then we're getting to something more dynamic. That would be really cool. I don't, I don't think in your open world, show off your armor and your sweet battle pass loots. They're going to do that. What you're asking for. I think Dark Souls found it right. Like, it, how cool would it be to go into this temple and see a bunch of other players, like, dying in front of you? And they're like, well, that kind of sucks, right? What if we instead did the little blood piles, the little ghosts? Like, if oh, man, if Diablo was like, hey, we're adding ghosts to the ground. Hell yeah. I'd be so into that. Like, click the ground, see the little guy walk ahead, fall off the cliff, you know? <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Well, do you have any closing thoughts before I send you a link that is con going to completely take any plan we had for this episode and throw it in the garbage? Okay. Um, there is some no. br big breaking news. All right. Hit me. All right. 
Here's a link. It's okay. a Washington Post article. Okay. And then I will I will now vocalize the big news. Uh, the FTC is suing to block Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. What does that mean? It's what this has been the the balancing act that we've been waiting for to to see the outcome of if the FTC was going to let it go through or if they were going to try and intervene and I was in the camp of the FTC was going to let it go through. So this is surprising to me. They're not suing for money, right? Is this a different kind of suing? I'm not a legal expert in this regard. So without having read this article in full, I don't know how it all works, but I would imagine that is not the case. Yeah, no, I assume they're not like, hey, y'all about to make a lot of money over there. It it is an (laughs) antitrust lawsuit. So they are there. This is essentially blocking this, this merger. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So there's been a lot of back and forth. All the focus has been on Sony, like trying to play a victim here. Well, Sony's also, it's so funny to reveal that hand. Like Sony's like, we don't give a crap about anything Blizzard does, but Activision and Call of Duty, you can't have that. We need to, we need to put up some walls here. We need to defend our own. Yeah, it's it's, it, it's a play. <laughs> um, but yeah, it looks like Federal Trade Commission on Thursday, that's today, has sued to block Microsoft's $69 billion acquisition of video game publisher Activision Blizzard. This is according to a Washington Post article that went up less than an hour ago. Microsoft has already shown that it can and will withhold content from its gaming rivals, says Holly Vedova, F. TC Bureau of Competition Direction. Today, we seek to stop Microsoft from gaining control over a leading independent game studio and using it to harm competition in multiple dynamic and fast-growing gaming markets. Okay. Monopoly. Referring to it as an independent studio is, is interesting, but I get the meaning. Yeah, yeah. Outside of itself, uh, working... To sell their products to others, right? Other platforms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. okay. But the, the but this isn't this isn't done, right? It's it's, it's sue. Oh, sues. Okay. Well, they, they're going through with it, right? This isn't a seeks to sue. They're gonna go for it. They're going for it. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's it's done and never going to happen. But this is going to make the acquisition a lot more difficult and a lot more unlikely. Mm, okay. I'm terribly uninvested in uh, the, the acquisition uh, with uh, with heroes on the shelf at the moment. Uh, there, there was that time where we all kind of hoped that it would happen swiftly. Microsoft could infuse lots of different developments over at Blizzard, but Diablo 4 is coming out for consoles, right? Like they they, yeah. they would just put it on everything they can. This has really become about Call of Duty, as they again say here, that Call of Duty, Call of Duty is the one. It's on what the they're line. using as an example. Yeah. It, 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 it's not I don't think that's really what Sony gives a crap about. Uh, I, I think it's that Sony is currently the leader and is doing well and outperforming Microsoft and Microsoft needs more hits and this acquisition would give them that. Hmm. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't buy what Sony's selling, uh, but yeah. All right. Well, there it is. A, I'm giving this a quick once over to see if there's any other interesting information in here says Microsoft has largely avoided the antitrust glare. 
focused on tech rivals, including Facebook, Google, so on and so forth. <laughs> Washington Post article points out on its own article that Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post, which is always amusing. <laughs> <sighs> Microsoft President Brad Smith signaled that the company will fight the lawsuit. A quote in that statement is, we've been committed since day one to addressing the competition concerns. In their defense, I think it's fair. I think Microsoft is uh, more pro-consumer than most gaming outlets, considering a lot of their biggest stuff comes out day one on PC. Hmm. This is nuts. Because they're yeah. going to fight this. Like, th- th- this isn't the end. They're not going to call it here. No, no, you don't just go, okay, well, uh, uh, I'm going to take what I, what was going to be a $69 billion investment and just say, uh, too rich for my blood and walk away. No, they're going to they're gonna fight this. They also have the, they have the money to fight this. So, wow. Oh, this is fascinating. I can't wait to see this develop. My, my gut reaction is, is it's a mixed bag. Uh, I know a lot of folks at, at, at Activision-owned studios that were looking forward to being acquired by Microsoft because they have a pretty good track record of treating employees well. This is speaking generally, of course. But also, this doesn't mean Bobby Kotick gets off easily. He doesn't get to just sell, get his cut, and leave. Oh, you like that little bit of justice if it doesn't go through? Well, it's a it's a mixed bag. Yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. I'm trying to articulate here is uh, I know a lot of folks that are currently employed at ABK that we're kind of pulling for this, but also this makes things a lot more, a lot more complicated for Mr. Bobby Kotick, which is a good thing in my mind. More on that later. <laughs> <clears throat> more on that later. Uh, anyways, before we take a quick break, I want to thank our wonderful supporters yes. of our Patreon, which yes. you can get to by going to support our Whether you, you know, whether you support, the merger or not i hope you support us <laughs> <laughs> support our bromance.com that's our patreon get access to our members only chat in our discord channel depending on your level we have some bonus content for you you'll also get an ad free version of the show meaning you won't hear this so if you like our coverage really appreciate it if you would go check out our patreon which again is at support and if you want to check out our store it's by ourbromance.com well got shirts, stickers, wonderful stuff. Go check it out. And we appreciate the sport, everybody. Now let's take a quick break. Before we get back to it, I'm going to force Kyle to talk to me about Indiana Jones 5. All right. Well, let's get to, uh, let's, let's bring back Trailer Park this week. Yep. Mm, yep. Mm-hmm. If you haven't listened to an episode where we do a trailer park, this is where we talk about the latest trailers or really anything relating to the preview adjacent marketing efforts of soulless mega corporations. We cannot stop buying things from. And this week, Kyle, <laughs> I have only included this to force you to fucking watch the Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny trailer. You mean I can't just watch it silently on Twitter and then turn it off with no sound halfway through. No, no you need to experience Damn. it and talk to me about it. You, you have you, have you watched it? Uh, okay, first of all, their thumbnail game is awful. What the hell? Just a random ass. Ba- what is it? It's Harrison Ford making a YouTube face. I guess. I guess he it. is. His mouth- it's, it's Harrison Ford making a YouTube face. Mouth is a little closed, but yeah, sure. You know, he could go a little more Mr. Beast on it, but I guess it's okay. What? <laughs> uh, what is the Dial of Destiny? Is that? It's not like the Holy the, Grail. The trailer doesn't explain. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't explain. I 
Think and and a lot of the internet think it will have something to do with time travel, and that's why we're getting D.H. Harrison Ford. Oh, I mean, actually, I kind of like the time travel X Men movie that they did with Wolverine going back. Oh, it's Days of Future Past, yeah. it's fantastic. I really also, like Days I, of Future Past. Also, I really like how they um, in Star Wars Rebels, there's uh, they do a uh, there's a single episode where they deal with time travel, and it is handled in the most Indiana Jones ass way possible. Hmm. Like they seriously, they go to a dig site and they find like this ancient shit and it opens up essentially pathways where you can like look in on other points in time, like windows. And it's, it's, it's done very, uh, to me, very Indiana Jonesy. Okay. They, they don't get a DeLorean. <laughs> like, well, sh- so. Shall we go linearly? Cause I've got thoughts. Yeah, sure. Let's uh, do it. First of all, everyone's old. <laughs> That's a, like, literally, it starts yep. up and you hear, I miss the desert from Sala. And if it wasn't for uh, subtitles, I wouldn't know that Sala. Like, sound old? What can you do? Like, this happened. Well, in- if you watch the full trailer, you would see later that eventually. it's Sala talking because they eventually show him. Yes. Finishing his thought. Some people are voice actors. Tom Hanks can sound like himself to the end of his days. Uh, Tim the Tool Man. What's his last name? Home Improvement. Tim Allen? Tim Allen. You always do this, and I hate Home Improvement, so... Tim Allen, I'm I'm sticking sticking with uh, Toy Story here. Tim Allen cannot keep up his Buzz Lightyear. Like, literally the best part of Buzz Lightyear (laughs) in Toy Story 3 is when he gets stuck in Spanish mode, and there's energy (laughs) behind Buzz Lightyear again. (laughs) Certain actors can't hold up their their voice. I do not agree with you on this. I, I do not agree with you. You get into this every once in a while, and I think you're a loon. It's a little, like I, it's a little bit and, of that, like give voice acting jobs to real voice actors, and you probably hear that a lot. Like it, it's it's true. Like over the hedge, any of these sort of like animated movies, oftentimes you, oh my, you get that is such an old reference now. I, well, that they, wasn't they just a good did this again. It originally came out. Uh, oh, oh, the Mario. Mario is a perfect example of this, right? Like it, there's there's actors that are like it, doing their thing. And then there's Mario. I don't think Mario is a great example of it because I, uh, other than Chris Pratt, everyone else are really famous, and I think they're doing a good job. Right. So, and but there are mistakes along this road, like um, like uh, 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 um, the Office guy in Over the Hedge. I know I'm using Over the Hedge again, but it's so striking. Over the Hedge is a is a bad movie and a but Bruce Willis as the main character in a voice acting performance. Are you serious? (laughs) No, no, like. (laughs) Charlie Day, he's got big Luigi energy. He's rocking it. I want to just skip this movie, go straight to Luigi's Mansion. Like, let's do it. Uh, Jack Black (laughs) has done a lot of performances. I thought that was Jack Black for like the entirety of Ready Player One, but it wasn't. It was like (laughs) someone who sounded just like Jack Black, but Jack Black still got it. What character in Ready Player One did you think was Jack Black? The big guy with the skull on his chest. He was doing a Jack Black and impersonation the oh, entire no, movie. Oh, no, he wasn't. That's that's uh, that's the guy who used to voice the animated character in the Mucinex commercial, and that's just his normal damn voice. I know, but he sounds like Jack Black. Anyway. Uh, you're you're just wrong. Now, so Jack, <laughs> but Jack Black sounds very different from himself, right? As Bowser. 
Because we're um, embracing Jack Black's... I think he sounds like an elevated Jack Black. It definitely sounds like Jack Black to me, but it sounds but like... But not like School of Rock Jack Black. It's a very different sound. Uh, you know, you age. Your voice changes unless you are professionally trained and constantly doing like ma 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 kind of stuff. Your voice is just going to change. I don't attribute that to age for what Jack Black is doing with Bowser. I attribute it to Jack Black putting no, no, on. Go, go watch an interview with him. Like Bowser energy. He sounds different than he did back in the day. I agree, I agree with you on that, but I, I I don't I don't agree with the Bowser example. So anyway, for those who agreed with that example, we're moving on. <laughs> Garrett's lost in the dust as I zoom forward. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Red. I think Red was a really fun movie. I don't mind the bucket list. I don't mind old people on adventures. I think they can be really fun. Doing some interesting examples. Have you seen Red? Red's great. Red's a fun movie. I I have, and I don't think it's great. I thought Um, it was fun. I think like Logan is a phenomenal example of the old old action hero, which is really just doing true grit all over again. Yeah, I don't want the old hero that does not want to answer the call and something comes up where you, yeah yeah he has nothing nothing no other choice than to but logan's go help not again. fun logan's not that's why i'm not using it it's a great example but logan isn't fun like red is the type of like the kung kung dun 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 i haven't held this gun in years what are we gonna do we're not, not like the old days but you know like it th- there's that element <laughs> of it and my immediate thought for all this is they're making a non-old person movie with old people and we have it, somebody it doesn't Logan hold in up chat right now that's arguing that they're fun and this is why i love the internet um okay all right now i'm following you they're they're made what what they should do is tell an old person story like i guess they already did the the grail of everlasting life it's it's i'm fine like indy drank from it he should have aged or something it's, it's fine whatever <laughs> I could hand wave that for more movies. He shouldn't be getting old at all, but okay, fine. It This doesn't look like a story that is going to hold up. And it it, it is comedic when old people do backflips, but this is treating it serious. So there's already this really big disconnect for me. And they're inserting like Sala here to like invigorate. And he's a very energetic. I, I loved him in his TV shows. I, I forget the name of the um, stargate or something like that he's done a lot of stuff uh and he's always been very gimly you know right like he's always been very fun but it's very low energy for the you know they're like really like and that got me i was like oh oh that's the song they're doing the song oh shit it's like slowed down because they're old but i'm just not (laughs) i'm not feeling it and you know like you got to do this when you time travel anytime you go time travel and like Everyone's like, this is a good burger. And it's like the rapper from McDonald's. And in this scene, like someone's like airing laundry out the window. And there's, you know, like all the sign, like everything's happening at once. Like when Belle goes to town and I need six eggs. It's like not all things happen at one exact moment. There's like an old style police officer talking to a woman. Like everything is happening at once <laughs> to make sure you're aware of the time period. That's fine. That's fine. It's cheese ball, but it's fine. And that's what a pulpy action movie is. It would have been 30 pages of description in a book. They need to get it done, out of the way quickly. Sure. <laughs> I, it, boy, I, I sometimes sometimes I love the way your brain works, and other times I just marvel at it, and I don't even know what to say anymore. Um, 
It's just a lot of this is fake shit. Like the skull falling apart. That's a great effect, but like it's full of eels. Why? Like you don't have to put that many eels in it. Like let's just like tone things down. Like there were a lot of rats in that sewer system. There are a lot of snakes coming There's out of skulls of, yeah. and raiders. And it's kind of an Indiana Jones thing to have things inside dead bodies. Right, right. And the snake, you know, like, how did those snakes propagate? Like, why were there so many snakes? I've got a question about snakes. If someone, if you're a reptologist, if that's what they're called, email me. Because if snakes don't have body temperatures, why do they sleep in piles in the winter to stay warm, but they don't make their own heat? So why would they all sleep together? It doesn't make sense. The first one got warm, and then the next snake showed up. I get like by, by like making know. friction and no riding against right. each other. I guess they make you know, but still, like there's a hole there. Like the, the snakes need to be in the sun. So why do they all sleep in piles together? And it wasn't winter in Egypt anyway. So why were they sleeping in piles? How did they get there? Why didn't someone push that block aside and go in the temple? Are you from asking that angle? questions about real snakes, or are you trying to cinema sins Raiders of the Lost? Ark? I'm not trying to cinema. No, 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 no. It, 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 it's all. It's all. <laughs> fun it's all high energy and that's where you know my shallow concern about the story not being written with indy's age in mind comes in because i see him doing a lot of stuff and sounding like this which he doesn't sound like indiana jones anymore so just make a different movie just stop he's not that guy harrison ford isn't indiana jones anymore and that's fine he doesn't sound like him he doesn't act like him anymore I don't. I don't want to recast. Just, just the the power of uh, franchising, right? Like I know why you don't just well just go make something new and great. Well, no one would go see it because it doesn't have the name Indiana Jones on it. I'm not insane in that regard, but I'm I, I'm not I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it on many <laughs> levels. Now you've talked about like the de aging, and and that looks okay. Uh, from- I think some of it in here looks really good. Actually, my issue with the what looks fake is not with the de aging because I think this is some of the best de aging I've seen. Uh, my issue is the backgrounds look friggin' fake, just like they did in Crystal Skull. Like, how yeah. do, how are we how are we still doing shit ass blue screen these days with all the technology available to us? There is one particular like two second shot of Indy on a horse, and it's oh, old sure. man Indy on a horse, and that it it looks like you photoshopped Harrison yeah. Ford's head onto a body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. It's, so bad. Well, but you, you've watched Making of Jurassic Park, right? Where uh, Ellie wasn't the one actually climbing up into the rafters and she looks Correct. at the camera real yes, quick. And, and it still like, looks amazing. And we're like, it's... we put her face in there and you're like, whoa, it's like 1993 or some shit. Like, I've, it still my looks mind good. Is, you go look, look at that. Yeah. yeah, it still looks good when, it, you, when she falls through the ceiling tile and the rafters yeah. below her and she looks up. It's, it's not, that was a stunt double. And but, they, they, they just like old school rotoed her face all over the the stunt double's face and it looks good but here you can practically see like the the photoshop like tracking like it's shaking as his face struggles it do- to it stay on his right, own man there's just a lot going on here there's not enough like dark on the dark side of his face it, it, what, in motion it doesn't like a lot of times like when you screenshot this stuff um frame by frame effects fall apart but when you play it in motion it looks fine this doesn't even look good in motion okay first of all there's a youtube <laughs> called every moment of painting or whatever that's amazing every frame of painting. yeah 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 so nix that this isn't an animated cartoon right it, it, like disney cartoons particularly the older ones before they did that dumb computer update where they took away all the pencil lines that was the just the vulgarest thing on the planet <laughs> you're in a mood today i like it they 
like take a take a moment from a lot of those. It's not great animation. In fact, sometimes it's really bad. But once it's in motion, that's exactly what you're talking about. But that's my concern here. Like I like some people could call it shallow. There's an extent, right? Like Indiana Jones punches like a jackhammer, like that <laughs> thing. That's mythical. That's exaggerated. I, I don't think I don't even see Harrison Ford the person getting on a horse these days. <laughs> I do. How many plane crashes have he been in the last 10 years? He would hate it. So why would Indiana Jones, the old man, get on a horse that's going to rupture his discs? Like, this isn't, it's just not, (laughs) it's not thematic. It doesn't make sense for him to do this anymore. Like, Picard, the show Picard sucked for many reasons. But one was, like, Patrick Stewart didn't want to ever put on an officer's uniform because they're uncomfortable. And in his contract, he was like, I'm not doing this anymore. And they're like, okay, we'll work around it. Like it's, and you know, you got like Saruman, Saruman up there. Um, uh, Christopher Lee, Christopher Lee. Yeah. Being like, I'm going to slip in these damn shoes. Like <laughs> you shoot for the actors you have. Like that wizard fight scene is expertly done. Cause Christopher Lee's not going to do a backflip. That wouldn't make <laughs> any sense. And that's why the Hobbit was weird. You know what? There, uh, we have an example of Christopher Lee doing a bat flip, and it looks terrible. Where where is he doing? The beginning, the beginning of episode three. Yeah, yeah. He walks in, and he's up on the the high riser in the room where they're keeping Palpatine, and he front flips over the. Oh my God! There's a handrail. There's a handrail in Star Wars. Uh, he front flips over it and lands, and it, the whole it's just a, it's a three D Christopher Lee, and it's so dumb. Yeah, he's it's so unnecessary. But, you know, there's things that work like his blade, which he was familiar with. And Christopher Lee may have killed multiple people with swords or something like he was. in. He, World had, War I, you know? he had opinions about what the sound of a dying man yeah. was in, in making Lord of the Rings. But like he he selected that lightsaber because he was familiar with the curved handle from doing all the fencing in those old movies. And so when he's holding it and he's moving with it, he's communicating to the audience a confidence that makes sense. And so when when. Harrison Ford's body language jumps on this horse and he looks fully effective. You're kind of like, when was the last time you did this? Like you're a teacher now, right? Uh, is this your big adventure? You, like, is there going to be a buildup? Do we get Indiana Jones like back at it? Like that's the great, the success of, uh, of uh, Incredibles is we have to watch Mr. Incredible go work out at the train yard. I, I do think that's where they're going with a bit of this because it, 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 that's what Sal is getting on about. It was like talking about another adventure and Indy's like, no, no, I am. We're not. That doing would be this OK. Again. Yeah, I th- I think that's what that's alluding to. So there's I don't know. There's this. This is this is I'm going to see it. What year? I do is not this? think the trailer looks particularly great. Are these not these 60s? Yeah, these ones- but there's there's flashbacks. Remember, there's oh, flashbacks. right, right. Flashback. OK, uh, I believe Indy five year. Uh, oh, God, it's just when it's coming out. 1969. So damn near the 70s. Okay, but we're going to do flashbacks, and that's why there's Nazis around. It was a summer of 69. Well, I think they're talking. I think they confirmed that there's uh, he's he's like that's in like the New York scene. I think they're talking about how there's like uh, uh, escaped Nazis or something Mm. that play into the. Oh, that'd be fun if we do like a Brazil thing, like the whole escape Nazis thing. Yeah, 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 that'd be fun. No, I, it, like there's a lot of this on paper makes a lot of sense to me and I'm into it. Uh, but boy, howdy, some of it still has that 
shiny fake background look that I just couldn't stand about the crystal skull. Sure. The, the train in particular, like the train in the mist when we, we like didn't even get out of smoke machine. We just did it all in computers. Like smoke machines would be real inconvenient. You're right. Let's pay top dollar to get it added later. Come, come on. There's some realism we, we want. Yeah. But that shot right there. That, that shot right there where they, they pull the bag off his head and yeah, he's, he's, he's in his, his Nazi disguise. Yeah. That is a damn good looking young Harrison Ford I, but also, like, this is a part of me that's annoyed that I'm even, like, having to look at this, like, and, and scrutinize it, but Oh, well, faces matter a lot to us, man. Like, that's why, you know, yeah. Luke Skywalker showing up, any of these sort of things. Like, you know, that's, it's, it's a big moment. It's a big moment. <laughs> Someone's face means a lot, and seeing them de-aged can be very evocative. And in this very small scene we get to see, they're using a body double. Because Harrison Ford is hunched and over, and, like, it, it's not him anymore, which begs the question, like just make a whole movie of this would that be okay <laughs> like mark hamill seemed okay with it can we just like just do you that might be what we're getting i'm wondering if that's going to be the surprise like if the artifact has something to do with time travel we end up actually spending a lot more but he's time on a horse the and then he's like down. kicking people in like cars going down the cgi street like he's he's hanging out windows what if, this is it? What if those are the only action scenes in the entire movie with current harrison ford <laughs> And the surprise is surprise. We're we're jump. We're doing like time jumps. Yeah. Uh, and we're spending all this time with surprisingly well executed DH Harrison Ford. I'm almost rooting for it at this point because I think it's the only way I'm going to end up enjoying the movie. Because otherwise, I wanted them to go maybe a little less uh, happy go lucky indie adventure and more a little more serious tone Logan old man story with it. Because I think that that's kind of what I was hoping for. So if we're going for just standard. Rootin' tootin' good time indie. It's like, all right, let's screw it. Show me what you got. Flex with your your special effects and let's let's do something. Yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not opposed to like the occasional I'm too old for this. Like that those can be funny. You know, they're 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 played out, but yeah, they, those can be a little funny. So maybe it has yeah. the chops, but I highly doubt the horse riding scene, the car riding scene are shorter than five minutes. I mean, we're looking at least a third of the movie existing. In this uh, in this time period, I don't know. I, mean, I, don't know. I, I do like. Saul. What would it What would it take uh, for either you or me to uh, 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 go to the other person and go see this together? Because <laughs> uh, I'm I'm th- I'm wow. seeing a YouTube thumbnail right now that says we went to go see Indiana Jones five five times. Wow! And, <laughs> and, and this is our reaction. That, that's where you want to put our big money, huh? That's where you want to put all the the grinding gear bucks. Is the our big production, our big outing? Listen, there's a lot of other things that could happen. We could sit down and have a watch party of the originals, and there's a lot of fun things. We could watch some good movies together yeah. and have a and yuck it up. Yeah. So yeah, this is just a thought. Indie, indie is something that you and I are very precious about. Yeah, no, it's true. Oh man, I, I just keep we, we diverge in our opinions pretty damn often. But I think you and I are like twins when it comes to our opinions on Indiana Jones. It'd be so funny if they don't de-age his voice though. Like young Indy walks in there and he's like, "Hey, everybody, I hate everything about this. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't put me on Conan. I, I hate all my fans." Uh, I mean, the vibe I've always gotten from Harrison Ford interviews is that he loves Indiana Jones and watch, he hates on Solo. Watch Sabrina. I worked hard on that film. <laughs> Why don't you see prefer, my rom-coms that I did back then? I prefer Six Days, Seven Nights, personally. Yeah. I like that movie. 
This week, this weekend, cuddle up with someone you love and watch six days, seven nights. And if that don't make you want to make out, I don't know what will. <laughs> I don't know. I was in two seconds of uh, apocalypse now. <laughs> My badge said Lucas on it because it was a joke. I think old Sala looks good. No, I think he looks, yeah, no, I'll, he I, looks freaking great. They don't show him at all, right? Like, but that's the movie I want. Like that, as much as I dig, it's because there's a break in the logic and old Sala and old Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones going on a practical adventure where like, uh, like, uh, like, um, um, uh, Henry and what's his name when they're in the tank and he's like, look what you did. It's war. Like it's such a good, like, cause these two old men like are using pens and accidentally firing a gun to succeed. Like it's such a great scene. I mean, granted, you know, you <laughs> want you could do a whole movie of that. <laughs> it's called Red. It exists. The bucket list. Red. All these kind of movies. You like it? I don't. I, I granted, like what they did to Marcus was kind of unfair. Like Marcus in the first movie's barely there, of course, but he's like this lore master. And you're like, oh shit! Like the the dean of the school's a badass. And then you get to you know Last Crusade. Marcus is this complete mess of a person. He's, he's hilarious. He's, he's great. He is a master in his element. He's yeah. at home in his library that he has gotten lost in, yeah. <laughs> according, according to Lost in His Own Museum. Henry yeah. Senior. Um, yeah, or Lost in His Own Museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I digress. All right, Kyle. All right. I'm going to leave leave with this and then we can we can do some uh, we can we can talk about what we've been playing. Okay. Would would I think I found the way that they can sell you on the movie that we just saw a trailer for? Okay, the beginning, the beginning of Indiana Jones Five. Okay, all right. We've got we've got sad piano single notes rendition of the Indiana Jones theme. Mm-hmm. Harrison Ford voiceover just comes over and he just says, "Yeah, we found out later that the Grail doesn't keep you from aging, but it, <laughs> but you do keep the energy of a young man." <laughs> And it just hand waves all of the old man action you're about to see. <laughs> I still punch like a truck. And the bit that starts up. Yep. And it's uh, just a close up of like a, a brown leather uh, arm punching the shit out of some dude. And you just fast cut. And it's just gruff Harrison Ford talking about, I've had to learn to live with this curse. Pop. Crack, wow. Punch. Wow. Um, and, I mean, and Kyle Ferguson will be sitting there in a the theater going, it all makes sense. They figured out a way to write it to make sense. I love this movie. Now let's go. Yeah. I mean, continuity doesn't matter in Indiana Jones because it was originally written to be a James Bond style film where he had a different gal for each movie. And heck, the actor may have changed. Uh, they didn't do that eventually. And it worked well for him. Uh, my my last very very shallow complaint is this logo sucks. I hope this is done yet because this is yep yep, yep it's awful. Yeah, because that looks like awful. that looks like a video game. It looks like a knockoff. Like I, I'm hearing 16 bit rendition yeah. of Indiana Jones when I look at that logo. Yeah, I love Indiana Jones games. I think they're good. I think they're good. What a mess. Yep. What a mess. What a mess. <laughs> Make more adventure movies with new characters. Thank you. Please and thank you. I, 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 make, make a good Tomb Raider movie. Make a good Uncharted movie. I watched that Last of Us trailer last night. I thought that was solid. Like it oh, came. Last of, yeah, dude, I'm getting excited about it, and I don't. I didn't want this. I when they said they were making a Last of Us show, I'm like, why? 
the 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 game is a movie and it's incredible. Like we don't need a show, but damn it, that trailer looks good. <sighs> you're gonna make me talk about another trailer. I'll they're, just send it there. They're like, so oh, different I'm, from Joel and Ellie that I want to see what these actors doing the exact same story do. Like they have different energy, a different vibe, but it's it's interesting enough to make me go, yeah, that could be fun. I mean, the final shot with the with the monster was kind of cheesy. Um, I, oh, I liked it. I want I want practical effects clickers they, all day they, long. Uh, I think they still look good. I think it still looks. Good. You can't do the giant one practically. That would look weird. No, it it's such a weird. It, it's it's an odd thing. Um, because I I did do theater and we did um, uh, oh man, when I was in school there we did was it Sweeney Todd? Was it Sweeney Todd? Oh, I am. On the edge of my seat, wondering <laughs> where the hell this is going. Uh, not, theater people love nothing more than acting like crazy people. Like you, like go to a theater production where, like Les Mis or any, if there's an insane asylum, people are like into it. They're all they're all embodying <clears throat> their different ailments, and it, it gets crazy up there. Like they're watching someone physically portray a clicker is a little cheese ball, but I really get into it. I love the original Aliens movie. Like that guy. I believe he was a dancer, but he was also like six, seven or something like that. And Matt and mad thin. He's not really doing anything physically very interesting as the alien, but the tension works. So that's my point. Like if they can hold the tension. Oh, and there's that brief shot of Bill uh, and I've been last of us. And I'm like, holy shit. Like they got like the cast bill. Like they're like, ah, Joe Ellie, like let's change him up on. I'm all for it. But they found Bill and they did Bill damn right. It's uh, it's what's his name from Parks and Rec. Yeah, I, no. I love that actor. They gave I him the, forget his freaking name. They gave him the beard, and uh, I'm Nick like, Offerman. oh shit, that's Bill. That looks that's she a great looking like Bill. Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks extremely, Which, extremely a like bit Bill. of a By disconnect. Way, Nick Offerman usually has a beard. The mustache was just for Parks and Rec. Yeah, uh, it it works. Like he's he's got the Bill energy. I'm feeling. Have it. you ever watched his stand up? No, I've never seen his stand up. I think Nick Offerman is like really. I like his vibes. He he is a very positive human being, hmm. and I really like his views on uh, traditional masculinity. I think he's a, <laughs> like it, it's he works it into his stand up. It's legitimately funny, but it's also like strangely uplifting, and I think a really positive place to put your brain. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah I'm a big Nick Offerman fan. Um, anywho, you want to uh, talk about what you've been playing? Sure. I'm 67 in Dragonflight, and it's almost entirely from mining. Oh, you get XP from mining? Nice. <laughs> yes. That's the story. I, Everyone's saying this, that, like, leveling's short. Leveling is very short. Yeah, I, um, I'm, I, I gave in and did the whole first zone. Because I was trying not to get ahead of you, because you haven't had it. a lot of time to play. I'm a new dad. Don't, I, I, don't I, wait yeah, for I me. Know. I don't. I'm not looking for your 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 permission. I'm explaining why I haven't leveled yet. <laughs> Very well. I'll shut up. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, it, yeah. So and then I was like, screw it. I'm gonna move. I'm gonna. I'm gonna inch the needle forward. So I went and did the first zone. Enjoyed it. Actually, getting a little invested in the story. Not a ton. Still a little little checked out on WoW story, but um, really enjoying the gameplay of this expansion. And I like flying around so much. I have so much ore, Kyle. I have so much ore. Just because you're digging I, flying? 
I'm digging flying. I just like flying around. Like I, I've been, there's been a lot of times where I've just kind of waiting for things to upload this week. And I just, I just go in and, and it's just a time slip. I've suddenly, I've flown around for two hours and my bags are full of ore. And I look down at my level and I'm like, how am I? So I've only done one zone. Why am I almost capped? And it's mostly from mining. And I almost have jewel crafting capped because I was like, well, I have all this ore. I guess I'll do something with it. And yeah, I'm vibing in World of Warcraft, which is I'm, I'm not used to. Not used to vibing? I'm not used to vibing in World of Warcraft. Uh, how, I'm either doing things because it feels required oh. or I'm prepping for raid night. Sure, sure. Oh, so, so I'm not doing of, either right now. Yeah, you're just logging in to like hang out, you know, do do minor activities. Uh, uh, nice, nice pun. <laughs> Minfilly is a minor. Kind yeah, of. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. That sounds chill. That sounds chill. I've, uh, I mean, in terms of Dragonflight, I haven't touched it except to log in and complete my build for healing. I still got to go set up my heal bot. My, when you change specs, your bars reset, which is nice. You know, it, the, the sort of HUD in game HUD. You know, I see why you would want that different. But I'm like, oh, I got my grenade all set up. Now we got to go drag that around. So, oh, you don't. You can go load. If you go to the customize, there's a load option and it'll just copy other other loadouts you have. And okay, so I can copy UI my bar. Over. Okay, cool. Yes, because cool. I did the same thing. I went and set up because uh, you and I are, are we, is that still the plan? Are we going to do a wild stream tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do The dungeons are tied to quests, which is sad, but good also for tomorrow. So we'll, we're going to do some dungeons. Yeah, I was stream. a little bummed as well, but it, it is good from a streaming aspect. I um, I forced myself and BFA to do it. Uh, I know Wrath of Lich King may have been the last one where you had to like complete the full zone story to unlock the dungeon, which I really liked. Like anytime there was a dungeon on the horizon, I was like, I'm reading now. I'm well, the beginning of Wrath. You did. We still didn't have Dungeon Finder. So you had to physically go to the damn dungeon anyway. Yeah. Like and um, we're going to do that tomorrow. We're going to physically go there and go to the entrance because I just want to see the outside of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. I'm down for that. I, I, anyway, uh, because we were like, let's do a day off stream and, and play some WoW. Um, I, I set up my my prod spec and I noticed the same thing. My bar, my bar is completely changed. But then I was like, oh, I can just load my rep bars. And it just it puts everything where you have it. Yeah, so that was the so. extent of my uh, my Dragonflight or, or DF. What What's the mean name? Do we have the mean name yet for Dragonflight? Ooh. Dragon Fudge, like like what's the what's the battle beta for Azeroth? Like what's the the hateful name? Because most people you call it Wrath or Kata. Yeah, what did people hatefully call Shadowlands? They just call it Shadowlands, and everyone knew they hated it. They just call it Shadowlands. (laughs) No one bothered coming up with a cute name for it. We didn't shorten Shadowlands. We just called it Shadowlands. Shadowlands, yeah, yeah. Oh, Shadowlands, yeah, yeah. Take that, Blizzard. No, like I I I I haven't played honestly because I've been playing too much Final Fantasy fourteen. I've been getting my my role quests together, and I've been really digging my red mage. I got back on the the storyline for the red mage. It had a nice little like magic world reveal where you kind of okay. like uh, you know you're, you're chasing an assassin and it does a little twist on its head about the the magic systems of being a a red mage, and that was really fun to do last night. Getting my bars. Mm. Right. I'm going to red mage tonight for a nidhog extreme. Gonna bring that oh, to the table, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no, it'll be it'll be fun to explore that. But uh, otherwise, it, just getting my talents together, my heal and spec, and then I need to set up my heal bot tonight so I can actually pull that off. But I'm hearing like really solid things about Dragonflight as it goes on. Um, 
Didn't they try to do something really villainous this week? Like they were going to set dailies to be dailies again instead of biweeklies? I, I, I'm not educated enough on it to speak to it. But yeah, I did see the uh, I did see some rumbles going on yeah, the stink. about that, which is yeah, I, I would agree. Like I get I get that you have a very loud group that is probably like this game sucks. I log in every day. Give me stuff to do. And Final Fantasy has succeeded for a long time now being like tough cookies. <laughs> We're not that kind of game anymore. Uh, we you know, we don't want to be that kind of game anymore. And I think that's. I think that's healthy. Um, to yeah, I, I'm sure some of this is leaking over because of Final Fantasy. Some of it's leaking over because I don't want to just like completely get ahead of you. But this is the first time I'm playing WoW, and I don't feel any like rush to like hit max and start grinding for raids and and shit like that. Um, I'm assuming I'll get there a lot faster than I will with something like Final Fantasy 14 because just simply doesn't take that long to get to end game. But Whatever the case is, it's I I keep coming back to the just the way I feel, like the way the game makes me feel, and this this does feel different. It does feel like the kind of game that you can just relax with. Yeah, and that's good. And WoW hasn't felt like that for me in a very 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 long time. I don't like professions, and I'm doing professions just because I like hanging out in the game. So it's 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 a new it's a new feeling for me. I have, I've, beyond that, I have nothing uh, mind blowing to, to state because I haven't even done a dungeon because I'm like, I want my first reaction to dungeons to be with Kyle in the same room. Well, and also, like, if we do it on stream tomorrow, we can get people to join us and then we can, like, stop and look at stuff, which is very, uh, very in my wheelhouse. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I want to look at the nooks and crannies and the skeletons ha- hanging around in the dungeon, you know. So you don't want the uh, the bunny hopping rogue to go chain pull ahead of the tank. I'd rather not have the speed run version with the leap over this rock and climb this bridge and do it you know, under here and over there. It's just, you know, it's effective and I'll, I'll appreciate it one day, but it'll be fun to I'm with you. get in there with friends and explore it at you. our leisure. Although apparently I need soul bound materials to progress my jewel crafting. And I believe uh, max level dungeons are a way to get that stuff. So I am becoming a little impatient. Well, how? So why are you invested in professions outside of just dragon flying is taking you there? I like flying and it's taking me there. Oh, that's it. Okay. <laughs> Pretty much like in my, my pally is, has always been a miner and a jewel crafter. So I already had it also like, the day you were trying to get in, I was fishing in the background the entire time, and I found a hundred thousand gold worth uh, pattern that I was never going to use. So I sold that. So now I've got money to burn. So I was buying some of the things I needed to level up jewel crafting because I already had all this ore sitting around. And okay. I was just to me, it was fun money. So yeah, I've just I've been on a journey, man. I'm just like I'm like I'm vibing out. Plus, I just I just finished my master's. This yeah, week. man, grats, big grats so, to you. I met Max like I want to just turn my brain off mm. and grind and wow is there <laughs> and ready for it. You also, all- um, I don't I don't know if this will be a plus or a minus to you, but the second you get your dragon, you can go get every dragon glyph in the game and have a maxed out dragon. What does maxed so out you, dragon do? You You have all of the charges of your abilities as a dragon so you can just be moving super fast always in the air never really need to touch down and and make landfall ever again unless you want to sure um, that sounds cute that was the first thing that drew me out i was like oh there's little glyphs that help you spec out your dragon and and make flying a little better and then i just started playing it like i play spider-man 
and just like, oh, it's fun to move. So I'm just going to move through this city. Um, and that led to just grabbing a shit ton of ore along the way. And now I'm just, I'm just obsessed with flying like a boss and collecting ore and exploring. Nice. Nice. I mean, obviously, I've been more into the talent trees, which also... It's account-wide? Oh, my God. Liminal Space and chat informing me this is account-wide. All right, yeah. time to get on my ops. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, I guess that would be. Yeah. No, that's one of the pledges they made, right, was that there was going to be more account-wide things. So oh, that's fantastic. Because I was thinking my first thought was going to be my Drakthir, because it's easier to get glyphs with a low-level, well, a low-spec dragon. Oh, sure, because you dismount and then soar again? Yes, exactly. You ju- you get somewhere high on your dragon and while it's recharging, then you just you do your Drakthir things while your dragon recharges in the background. Okay. So it's even easier to get glyphs as a Drakthir uh, when you get have your like your starter spec dragon. So, yeah. You also Plus, got into last week, didn't you? I, oh, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've played a decent amount of Hearthstone the last few days. Tuesday, the, de- uh, the Death Knight expansion launched, the March of the Lich King. So Death Knights are now a playable class in Hearthstone. And I went frost, blood, back to frost again. On my lunch my lunch break today, I went 4-0 with this new frost deck. Nice. Um, so blood came out on top after day one. Because there's a rune system for death knights. So and it's kind it, it's not analog it's not one to one with with colors in magic, but it's a little similar. Cause you there's cards that have there's three rune cards, two rune cards, and one rune cards. And if you put a three rune card in your deck, that you're locked in. You can only be that rune. But that if you sense. put a two rune card in, you can splash one of the other runes. So you could be like a two blood rune, one unholy rune deck, or a two frost wound, run blood rune deck. But if you want the the crazy cards that are three of a color, you're like a mono color deck or mono rune deck, essentially. So anyway, blood came out on top on day one, and blood is their theme is super controlly. They're turtle as hell. And I was enjoying it, and Blood is very cool, and they did a really good job with the theming. But I got so sick of Blood versus Blood mirror matchups because they were like 20-minute games. Um, so I went back to Frost. I found a new Frost deck that I played this over lunch, and I think this is going to be my deck for like the next month. I love this deck. And uh, Frost is more about like combo spells. They have the most draw of the Death Knights. There's a lot of mana cheating. And you can also make copies of your spells so you can cast way more of the same spell than you have any right to. Frost just feels like you're cheating, and I like it. That's how a good card game should feel. Yeah. You're breaking something. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think uh, it's I, I guessed it on the Angry Chicken last night, and I said it there, and I'll say it here. I think this is, this feels like one of those special expansions, like, like League of Explorers did way back in the day, which that was technically an adventure, but whatever. But also the last... Death Knight one, March of, uh, not March of, uh, Knights of the Frozen Throne is considered by many to be the most, at least the most popular Hearthstone expansion. So I, th- this, this has that feeling to me. Like Hearthstone, mm. Hearthstone feels good right now. Real good. So anyways, so you've just been catching up to me in Final Fantasy, I hear. Oh yeah, well yeah, you're you're a leveling machine, I, man. I'm I, so deeply I got focused. pretty, I got pretty ahead while you were away. Yeah, yeah, so... Uh, trying to get my red mage on uh, for the rule quest. They're 68 right now. Uh, got a little leveling to do on the side, but a lot of it's just like dome and restoration and chill activities like that that I just kind of enjoy. Yeah, so you're vibing over there. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of it's a lot of baby in my arms vibing right now. And of I, course, 
I like leveling in Final Fantasy. So since I got ahead of you, I've I've slowed down in in just hanging out over there. Because sure. like, well, I don't want to get too far ahead in case we want to do a like a chill leveling stream like we did this week, kind of a thing. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, Brad, well, shall, you, shall we take some questions before we Absolutely. wrap this up? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. Hello there. You can send your emails to start grinding or blah, blah, feedback at startgrindinggear.com or if you're supporting us on Patreon or are a YouTube member, we have a dedicated channel for you in the members only section of our Discord. It's called, you know, questions for the hosts or what, what's the, ask I always the, the actual name ask, of this. Ask the hosts. Yeah, ask, ask the hosts. Drop questions in there. We'll pull them in. It's going to start off with a little, a little heavy one today. Kyle, you ready oh, for this? Sure. Uh, Jamakazun. Uh, today asked in that question channel as a lifelong blizzard fan it's uh, been hard to see the last few years of releases and updates and want to support the games in addition to the poor quality of releases and continuing problems at the company blizzard felt like a place i didn't want to give my money some of the new and upcoming releases look really good but i'm hesitant since that trust is gone is the improved quality of games enough to earn the money we as consumers spend or do some of the larger issues scare you enough to make you want to back off from spending Obviously, this is a, a multi-layered question. I like that they are posing this from a place of acknowledging their own. Uh, this is a great question because it, it, it's, it's acknowledging their own emotions about it without being accusatory. And I know that yes. might sound a little weird, but as the content creators that have been around the Blizzard sphere, the conversation towards the end of 2021 became very content creator antagonistic and one uh, thing became accusatory yeah. and it's come up again uh when we we've brought up we did a wow video a couple weeks ago and some of the comments in there are uh fiery right and it's that it's that whole feeling of well because i didn't repeat myself here doesn't mean i didn't say this or you can go watch a 500 view 200 view video in particular the into the nexus 200 view video where i went through indeed.com and other hiring websites and dug up reviews of the company dating back to 2009 but that video has 2000 200 views so people didn't watch it yeah uh, yeah we've we've talked about the stuff at nauseum but not everyone saw it exactly so now so that you and I are a little tired about of talking about the subject to an extent, I, I, th- I don't think tired is exactly what I'm feeling for me. Okay. It's more well, like I'm tired. <laughs> I, I don't want to repeat myself for those who have listened. And I don't mm-hmm. want to at nauseum belabor a topic that some people know my thoughts about. Um, but I really like the way this question's written. So I'm down to have this conversation again. You know, let's. Yeah, that's why I included it. Yeah. I, I almost answered it in chat and I was like, my answer's like long. Like yeah. I really thought about how I wanted to react to this. It is a long um, answer for a long yeah. question. Yeah. Do you want to go first or should I? Yeah. I mean, a lot of. So for me, I kind of came up there in the Diablo conversation. And I think that a lot of people can look at that Diablo conversation earlier and say, ah, they've, they've forgotten. I have a long enough memory. An elephant never forgets. I'm willing to be angry forever. And these guys are, are besmirching my stance by accepting Blizzard as something new. But as I said in the Diablo conversation there, like these are passionate developers who have been able to rise up as the company has changed and are able now to influence their vision for the first time without having 
we can call them overlords, but you know, the old guard dictating what a Blizzard game looks like. We also have a lot of people at Blizzard working from home. But the ultimate thing for us as content creators, or at least I can speak for me, is that we just know a lot of good people at Blizzard. And there's a great question that came up when we were doing a react to the preach video of why do people keep giving Blizzard second chances? And for me, it's that we know really good, honest people and awesome people who work there and love it. And when you take the allegations and what happened in 2021 and the good people you know, those thoughts don't merge. They don't fit. The gears don't lock. And so you're constantly kind of solving the puzzle. You're trying to figure out why it is that you still have feelings for this company and their products. And ultimately, and it's the passionate people who are working on it. And those people now with something like Diablo are going to get their chance to show what they want to do. And I think Dragonflight was the same thing. This was people who have been maybe silenced would be a strong word, but pushed down, ignored, getting to do their version of the game. And finally having influence over what they thought they were joining video game design to do, which was design video games, not inflict someone else's vision with a nefarious purpose. I agree with everything you just said. Yeah, I, I feel a lot of the same way. Um, I mean, I would start mine with like a disclosure, like I literally just took a paid contract to host a Blizzard event. That's, so. yeah, that's a good thing to bring up like take that into account um and and also like for where i'm coming personally and, and I, you're in this boat too but i've never once boycotted blizzard or said that i think anyone should um so i've never really been on the train of thought of of boycott um so like there there's there's all that like leading into my answer here but um i i definitely have that like what you were talking about like being a fan of of certain devs and whatnot but like i'm also like I'm pretty firmly in the camp of there's no ethical consumption. Like we we brought this up before. Like, what am I going to do? Go play Riot Games? Shit, they they're problematic. Square Enix is problematic. Right, the whole uh, don't it, eat almonds kind of thing. Yes, I think of the, the I think of the almond milk uh, rant from the Good Place yeah. show uh, pretty pretty often. That takes it a little little further than I want it to go. I'm trying to keep it in the realm of video games here, but <laughs> sure, yeah, um, but. Yeah. Anyway, m many of the large studios out there have had issues with problematic employees, morally indifferent corporate overlords, or like some mix or blend of both. And oftentimes it's a mix and a blend of both. And this isn't to say that I think it's, uh, I don't think it's important to know what's going on. I think it is. I think you should absolutely know what's going on. It is important to be informed. Um, but to me, the ABK lawsuits were, they were more about waking up the industry as a whole uh, to what was and is still is a pervasive culture of sexual harassment and discrimination. Because as easy as it is to say like, well, I'm just going to keep playing because everyone has issues. Uh, we should be concerned about those issues. If everyone really truly does have issues with this, why aren't we doing something about it? And I looked at the ABK lawsuits as a, as a, a lightning rod for the beginning of change. Um, and I still look at it that way. I, uh, you know, the leadership still needs to and is still in uh, the process of answering for crimes. Uh, and a lot of leadership has lost their jobs already, but truths are still being uncovered as to who 
knew how much when they knew how much and the lawsuits are extremely far from over and that's the uh, even my god with news today like there's new lawsuits for other things but well and that's the that, that's the the tough thing about too because you've got an ongoing lawsuit so when you know preach went to blizzard and was like hey what do you guys think about it? they really can't talk about it because that's all still legally locked down so the answers they gave were the answers they could give you know they can't tell us the story because that would be that's a court thing. That's got to happen in court. You can't tell that story here on Preach's interview. Yes. They're legally not allowed to. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, my thoughts end in, a, in an interesting direction. Um, and I think we brought this up when we when the lawsuits originally broke. But I, I was never playing Blizzard games in the past because I wanted to support Kotick or other like ABK corporate leaders. I played them because they were fun. And, and eventually because, like you mentioned, Kyle, uh, I learned who the devs were of the titles that I enjoyed. And I wanted to continue following their work. Um, and that hasn't changed for, for me. You know, like you said, there's been a lot of people. A lot of people have left. But uh, there's still many that are at blizzard and, and other abk studios and we bring up adam jackson because he's someone we got to talk to a lot when we were covering here's the storm and he's someone i became a fan of when we were covering hots and he's now over as the class design lead over on diablo 4 and i want to see what he's cooking up over there um so i'm gonna leave i, I, I want to my, my ending thoughts on this uh, it's a weird personal anecdote and i don't think i've ever thought about this story until today so bear with me, but Kyle, like I was looking at you with a raised eyebrow when you brought up a high school production of Sweeney Todd. I'm going to bring up my childhood spent in Catholic school for a moment here. Um, I absolutely hated it, uh, uh, but there's there's one moment that kind of stuck. There's a few moments that stuck with me for for the wrong reasons, but this is a kind of funny, but I think pertinent moment that stuck with me. We had a dedicated religion class, as you might have in catholic school and and even back then when i was a regular church goer i didn't i didn't much care for it but the, the, so somewhere in right in in middle school i don't know when but my religion teacher was talking about morality we we're having a morality discussion in religion class you know not one-sided at all kyle um i don't remember really anything about the conversation other than one specific question that another kid asked he raised his hand and he asked our teacher if it was a sin to eat at hooters it was funny then. I think it's hilarious now. Mm. But my teacher's answer kind of floors me now looking back on it. She like obviously laughed because that's a hilarious question and said her answer was, it's not if you go there for the wings, but it might be if you go there for the thighs. <laughs> that's a good answer. And I couldn't. And this is. Yeah. Really I, good answer. I always thought she was like, she was weirdly like always struck me as a hippie, which I always thought was even then weird for a religion teacher. Kind of seemed, yeah, kind of seemed like a, a little mentally distant. Um, and also like, yeah, it was, it was religion class. I don't know. Like I don't, I didn't take it seriously. Um, but I think about that a lot and it came up today when I was thinking about this question here about like, why do you still play games from problematic companies and it's it's so that blends into my mind because i think like i don't think there's anything wrong if you 
play Blizzard games because you like the games or you support the developers. And obviously I'm biased in that way because that's why I'm still playing them. But I, I do feel it's a problem if you feel better about playing them because you support things like unequal pay or straight up sexism. And there are people out there that think that way. These things are perpetrated because there are people out there who do believe that for whatever reason they are better or above other people. That's one of my shortcomings is I can't fathom that sometimes. Yeah, it seems cartoonishly right. evil at times, but those people do exist and uh and how have now in some cases been legally uncovered. So that's that's where my head's at because there are those that like sad to say are probably like yeah strong leadership you go i like yeah mixing my metaphor here but yeah the people in here saying i've seen that in wow chat yeah i'm not i'm sadly not surprised uh but that's that's kind of where my head's at on a lot of that stuff if and it came out of the stupidest story from school <laughs> that, that's a great story. It's a great comeback by the teacher too. That's wonderful. Yeah, weirdly good sense of humor. Apparently, so when that all broke, we were covering "Here's the Storm," and it was it was a comfortable place to be to have those conversations because we heard directly from our devs the experience they had had on the "Here's the Storm" team, and it was for the most part good. Like obviously, we heard that you know they wished things had moved faster. And that there was more acceptance. But for the most part, that team was very easy to ride that storm with. And it was very easy to say, well, let's stay in the Heroes of the Storm community. Let's make this game better. Let's be a good part of this community. Let's be a good influence and continue uh, to support. I do think that things like Shadowlands, uh, BFA's storyline, all this is, is a result of just an uncomfortable work zone. Like you are not at your peak creativity when the cube crawl is coming your way. Oh, and God. if you look at a product and you see organic, fun energy, you can tell because that work environment, like all of us have had a bad boss, you know, retail's only as bad as your manager. Like a lot of the times it's just, it's so influential on your mind state and what you are creating at the time. Like making something hyper violent like Diablo 4. You know, some of the funniest people work in the funeral business, right? Like it's just, you, you gotta have that counter. Nurses, doctors, right? Like d- doing what they can to maintain their spirits. So I think if you if you are on the outside and you're saying, wow, these games look really good. In many ways, that might be a reflection of the improved culture. And again, they're working from home, so there's not an opportunity to, you know, get your butt spanked while you're walking down the hall anymore. So it's, we'll see how it weathers the future storm of uh, regathering as they do that. But I do have hope for that. Now there's another thing with like, you know, the devs aren't aware of the battle pass that's going to be put on top of their game. And that's, that, that's where I, I'm more in the speak with my wallet kind of mentality these days with Blizzard. There, there yeah. are those who... I feel like a lot of the angry people are on the outside. They heard factoids and they decide that's it. I'm angry forever. But when you do the heavy, heavy, in-depth research and know people. 
you actually find solutions to those issues that you're finding. And that's why your content creators right now are going back to Blizzard because they process this and they've talked to people and they've changed their tone. You know, they, 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 they're willing to give that shot. Well, I'm also uh, like another thought in my head is like, I'm, I feel they're not going to be able to continue getting away with it because so many people are right. fed up and this is out there. So it's like whether, whether the change is coming because they can't get away with it anymore, or whether the change is coming because they actually want the change, change is occurring. So it's, but it's, it's also, it's not like, it's not an on off switch. Like, it's not like suddenly it's fixed. It's like, this is going to be years and years upon years of ongoing lawsuits and corporate turmoil and turnover and changes in policy. Well, I mean, that's, that's life. Like I think of someone's just the absolutely asinine things I was taught growing up. Holy shit. <laughs> oh man. Like some of the things my teachers dropped in class, elementary school and whatnot. You're like, you can't say that. Oh, I've got yeah. some weird memories in my head. Holy shit, old people. Yeah, little grenades just kind of, they, they detonate from time to time. Yeah. But shout out to my sixth through eighth grade religion teacher. She was more well-adjusted than I gave her credit for, apparently. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, long answer, but thanks for the question. Yeah, it, important, to, important to reinvigorate that. I hope that, you yeah. know, I hope our impatience with that topic. Uh, now you know. Now you, like, we have... We've we've looked at this a lot, yeah, and yeah, come to uh, our own conclusions that may seem faster than others because of our in depth research and thought on it. Yeah, Spellbound Tuner is going to move us along here and said, "Here's a question for you: When you're wanting to sit down and do uh, and get some work done, be it content creation or other personal projects, do you get it done at the same PC that you use for gaming? If so, how do you do it?" I genuinely feel incapable of getting any work done at home. Like, in order for me to get anything done, I have to physically be out of the house, and I wonder if y'all might have any insight on that. <laughs> oh. Ah. Uh, it's been a long time since I started working from home, and yes. Uh, so the first half of the question, yes. Uh, I have one main PC. I do have a laptop, but I don't... It's more. It's mostly for travel. And uh, occasionally for uh, MMOing on the couch. But uh, yeah, I. <laughs> you know what my blunt answer is to yeah, this, Kyle? Bring it. I, uh, I, I take money from people and I eventually need to give them a product. That's fair. Yeah, pressure. Pressure is a good way to do it. Uh, yeah, when I started, and it, it goes all the way back to like when I started working full time from home in 2016. I had already been doing some contract work on the side. And so by the time I went full time, I already had a few clients that I had worked myself in a relationship where they paid at least a portion of, of everything up front. And that was wonderful. Uh, cause it kept me, it kept me busy. Cause I, I, uh, maybe it's a Catholic school. Guilt is a great motivating factor. <laughs> so once I have money from someone else, I feel like I do feel a great need of duty to deliver. Um, I'm horrible about self-motivation, but when I'm doing something for someone else or working in a partnership scenario, like with Kyle here, when anyone else is dependent on me for any reason at all, I am super motivated. 
But we both so, share a big uh, the show must go on kind of attitude about yes. things like there's a deadline and it is going to be met and we will show up hell or high water to do it. Yeah, you're going to get a video every Wednesday. Some might be better edited than others. <laughs> no, don't say that. But you're going to get a video every Wednesday. The curtain. No, no. The illusion is broken. <laughs> no. Except for, you know, when there's like two weeks. What about, yeah. yeah. yeah we, we, we skipped a week while you were gone, Kyle. No, that's, that, that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. Me being on paternity yeah. leave there. No, I mean, for me, like certainly with video editing, right? Like you can't do it at another computer. You need your gaming rig because you need the rig to run the premiere file and actually well, yes that, that's the thing uh, gaming computers are pretty powerful which means they're also pretty freaking good for video editing yeah so there's there's a little bit of that i mean for me it was just it was essentialness um it was uh we're talking like back in the here's the storm days you know there's just uh like things had to get done this was the only computer i owned so that's where we're gonna do it but i wasn't very good at it not until i had kids which is a huge, just, I mean, you'll probably hear this from any parent, but it's a huge motivating factor. And I, uh, Kristen is, well, I want to use her term and she made this up and I love it. Domestic CEO. Like she handles my taxes. <laughs> she does my spell checking. She does my posting a lot of the time. Like she does a ton of things for the business, but also she's a stay at home mom, which she's gotten a lot of heat of in the past. And that was kind of a, a weird reveal. Uh, That's, I find that so irritating like it, it like the. I think it's weirdly sexist to see to look at that and assume it's because it's like I, I think it's it's weirdly reverse sexism yeah. in my mind because I think a lot of it comes from the belief that you may have been pressured into that type of scenario because of the relationship that you're in. Exactly. Like like is is it so impossible to believe that someone actually like they they want to be a parent. Right. And they organically like made that decision and they wanted to give their all to that situation. But when that choice was made, like my motivation in my work environment and at my work computer that has all my video games on it, like shot up dramatically because I've got kids out there that I need to work for to support. And I know that Kristen's busting her buns. Absolutely. <laughs> I can hear it, you know, <laughs> through my soundproofed uh, studio here. With all my, you know, it still comes through. Thank goodness for noise cancellation sometimes. It still happens. And you go, that happiness can't exist out here unless I'm in here. So not exactly what you're asking, but I found a ton of motivation that naturally. And mm. that, those I'm video so games. Sensitive to that. I'm so sensitive to that shit. Like, like cause in, in our household, we each have like the things we do. And, but like, sometimes it'll like Katie will say something like, oh yeah, I'm always doing the laundry. I'm like, don't say that out loud. <laughs> I, do the, I do the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sensitive to it because I don't want to be seen that no, way. No, here's here's what I but. did. Here's what really helped me. Divide it into StarCraft. Divide it into ma uh, micro and macro. Mm. Like, I am in here. I'm doing the macro. I got to I gotta get the, the minerals to make the <laughs> Marines. And... Kristen's out there. She's moving all the Marines. It's a real tough job. You know, you're moving all the Marines. You're, you know, you're like, if I can swing through and I can be like, hey, I'll control the mutilist today. You know, I I've got this group. You go handle something else. Like, that's great. That's awesome. But that doesn't exist unless I expand my base and I improve mm. my gas production. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because our, 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 yeah, now all I want to do is have a, a I want to compare uh, the, how you and my, 
at home chore breakdown aligns with traditional gender roles. Because <laughs> it's like Katie and I, it's it it's it's mostly traditional, but a lot of it came out of there's just shit one of us can't stand doing, so the other one started doing it. Yeah, and happens. we have one shared thing that we both can't stand doing, and we both just are kind of okay with it just lingering for months on end, which is folding clothes. Yeah, yeah, that'll happen. See, you, you get a child in there and they find the unfolded clothes and they start throwing them in the air. That's why they end up in the closet. Like, there's no reason to sit down and relax <laughs> until those clothes are folded. You just got to have, like, a clean clothes hamper that every, usually yeah. it's only when we're both going away for a long time that I finally go and, and fold a bunch of shirts. Um, now, my version of this, like, and, like, it's the, I open the fridge and I can't see the ketchup. Like, it, it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Guy on the hill, on me, on me, on me, like little motions in video games. My eyes like, oh, ooh, oh, look at that guy go. Like, oh, I target that. But like a static object misses my eyes. So with micro macro, like I'll sweep the house, but it sucks because I just miss. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a foot like I'm a foot three inches taller. Sure. But like that can't be the reason why I can't see dust motes in the corner. My brain just literally doesn't pick it up. So she's like, I'm going to I'll do the sweeping. <laughs> you you put the kids to bed and read books about space. I'll do the sweeping instead. I'm I'm the I'm just the leave my socks around the house, dude. Oh yeah, um, take them off. I've tried, mm. tried. Just exits you your know, mind. Come in. Yeah, they, they come off with the shoes. They and they go in the shoes because I'm like they're they're not toast yet. I'll I'll wear them again, and then I kind of just forget. Um. That's my, that's my, I have many toxic qualities and that's one of them. We all have these. We all have them. <laughs> that went directions I wasn't expecting it to. <laughs> well, they did ask us for our opinion. I know that's not my, that might not be useful to uh, yeah. Spellbound Tutor here. Basically the, uh, you know, the essentialness of the project, but it, it takes practice. And what is Today it? I learned we're both guilt motivated. Yeah, that, that <laughs> is true too. We're both guilt motivated. Did you grow up in a Catholic household? No, but <laughs> I, I, I reference back the, the Catholic guilt a, a lot. Even no, but I, I don't. I, I grew up in dare program and all those sorts of things, you know? Well, like, we all did. Yeah, we all did. We all grew up with dare. Oh, my God. Freaking dare. I actually got stoked about dare because it meant we, we, we got to talk to a, a police officer instead of whatever our normal studies were. Sure. But. I was always like, oh, thank God it's dare day. And usually it actually would take the place of religion class. Usually it would slot in instead of that. Wow, that's um, you can read into that. That's interesting. Yes, you can. Yes, you can hmm. linger on it for too long. You <laughs> might get angry, but uh, hey, I was just glad we didn't need to like open up to Corinthians. It was a nice break. It was a nice break. It was a pretty well behaved kid, too. So maybe dare worked on me. I don't know. Yeah, well, there was the scare tactics too. Like it was just kind of. It was absolutely scare yeah, tactics. It was kind it was of insane. Freaking, I think Dad still has a dare sticker on one of his uh, his work, like his toolboxes in his workshop. Good marketing. <laughs> Drugs are more important than God, says Chat. <laughs> I like our community. Y'all get me. <laughs> this is a safe place where I can talk about things like how my brain was mush after years of catholic school and no one judges me i appreciate it um anyway continuing on albardo asks i'm currently watching your why we aren't switching to wow video and i want to know have you done the veritistras quest 
side quest on the first zone near the dragon riding trainer. I put this in here just to have something we can point to and say, no, we haven't done it yet. But a lot of folks have asked. Is it the dwarf thing? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't, I've looked into it. Haven't done it yet. I'm purposely, it's a side quest, so it's not required. I'm purposely saving it. So one day when you and I are in the mood, we can go do it together. Cause it seems like it'll be good stream fodder. Yeah. There's, there's plenty of times where uh, you feel like, wow, accidentally wrote a good story. It's the first time I've I've had something bubble up the top in WoW that feels like Final Fantasy XIV. Because this has happened a ton over the past year. Have you guys done XYZ in Final Fantasy yet? And you start to be like, okay, there's something interesting in the story. Like, why, why does everyone care? And then you go do it and you're like, okay, that's why they give a crap. I've never had that happen in WoW before. This is the first time it had has happened. And so I think the way you and I like to explore narrative in games and then digest it and kind of talk about it... I don't want to miss out on having that experience together. Sure. So I'm saving this for a day when you want to go do this together. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Cool. Pothy said, tell us about a time gaming made it into your dreams. Could be dreaming you're inside a game, dreaming up a new game, dreaming about playing a game. Been there, done that with way too many games. Looking at you, Sims 3, Skyrim, and wow, that was all Pothy, by the way. Mm. Pothy in chat right now. Hey, Pothy, what's up? Also, uh, to your previous chat about Catholic school, Pothy, same same um i have action I bars ha- oh you've dreamt with action bars yeah like sometimes i dream in third person with action bars if i'm playing too much that's cool as shit i've never had a third person dream yeah i think it means i'm gonna die or something like that I, you know this is like one of those high school isms i mean i know i've dreamt that i'm playing i've definitely had dreams that i'm playing games i have Struggled to fall asleep because I was still doing Hearthstone math, and then I've also had Hearthstone math dreams. Oh, math dreams suck. I cannot play Hearthstone before bed. It yeah. is a hard no now. I don't do it anymore. What's your, do you, if you'd be willing to share, do you have a reoccurring nightmare? Like the, the one that just happens that makes no sense? Like a... My- uh, falling off of a cliff. Okay, yeah. Mine is uh, yeah. end of the semester. I forgot I signed up for a class in the whole, in the finals today. I've I have that too, but a lot less frequently. Um, I I've had losing my teeth is a frequent one. Oh, I hate that one. Yeah, that's a rough. Falling one. off a cliff is probably the most frequent. Oh, and this one's other uh, is very specific. Uh, last because Katie and I go to Key West every year. It, it's the last day of Key West, and I missed the whole trip. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, that's a lot like mine then. Yeah, no. Yeah. And yeah, never, uh, I never do cool stuff with my action bars. I'm like in a convenience store. I'm shopping for books like the actions don't get used. They're just visually uh, burned onto the screen, if you will. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I'm surprised. So I went to a dentist this year for the first time in 10 years. Don't do that, everybody. Go to the dentist. Um, I've had so many hands in my mouth this week. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Um, I have not had any teeth dreams this week, and I'm very surprised. Nice. That's because you're healing. It was the most painful teeth cleaning I've ever experienced. Uh, It was not good. Um, Go to the dentist regularly, apparently. You should go. Apparently, they really got to scrub at that plaque when you you go that long. I think think this is the new generation of dentists. To go go grossly uh, common... On this podcast, I think our parents' dentists were just really angry people, and I didn't like it. I agree. They were. Oh, I agree. Just 
very very grumpy folk and the, they would shame you yeah man uh, they were they were awful and then the new gen, new generation of dentistry our, our generation they're good people I, I didn't ask uh my new dentist how old she was but uh she looks like she might be our age yeah yeah so yeah with any luck she'll stay as cool because i was ready for it i was bracing for the why haven't you been to a dentist mm-hmm. i was bracing for that and i'm like because my answer was i was broke for a very long time um, I've been not broke for a while now, so I probably should have gone back sooner, but yeah, you know how life is. Yeah. It just gets away from you and you stop thinking about it. But, uh, but yeah, no, I might, I never really had a bad doctor experience. I definitely had bad dentist experience, but I like, I really, it's nice to like your healthcare professionals. I like my doctor right now and I like my dentist right now and it's relaxing. It's relaxing. Final email. Yes. Yes. Uh, this is also from Jama Kazoon. I figured we would bookend with a, a pretty heavy question from Jama Kazoon and a fun one. Yeah. Oh no, you've been trapped in any game you want. What game is it? The catch sword art online rules apply. You die in the game, you die in real life. I have never watched sword art online, so that's matrix rules. Oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah. There's also a number of other game or movies that came out around that time. So yeah, pick, pick your poison, but yep. Die in the game, die for real. I mean, obviously, you can, like, skip this and say, can I just go to Stardew Valley? Like, can I just not die? Someone in our chat, that was their answer. Yeah. They're like, oh, easy. Stardew Valley. I guess you can die, though, if you go do the dungeon. Uh, I think you just kind of wake up in your bed. But, you know, I'd say I'd say that killed you. And the, if you answer Stardew Valley, that'll kill you. You don't. Uh, uh, I'd absolutely want to go to Azeroth. I'd be a bartender in Dalaran or something. Mm. I just mm. I, I like a little little slice of life, a little small business in Azeroth somewhere. That's good. That's good. Well, that's a tough question. Other than you know trying to not die and just dodging the whole thing in the first place. This is a neat. This this honestly would make a hilarious YouTube video. So I don't want to go too deep into this, <laughs> but it'd be interesting to talk about. Would you rather live in Azeroth or Eosia? Oh, oh, oh. I think I'd rather live in Azeroth that's happier. If I had to live, right? Like, calamities suck. <laughs> calamities do suck. Calamities suck, man. But also, demons raining down like raindrops also True. sucks. True, but that never happens in the cities outside of the Lich King event. Mm. They learned their lesson there. That's a good question. Where would you rather bartend? Might be a good way to. Dude, we should totally make this a video. Yeah. yeah all right. Let's stop. Let's stop. <laughs> I'm loving this idea. Stop it. <laughs> all right. I, I think I would answer Stardew Valley. You know, I want a little. I want a little micro macro. I, I want to find love. I think I'd do Stardew Valley. Mm. Oh, Mass Effect. Good chance you oh, die in there. Mass Effect. Yeah. There's a, there's a good chance you die in most video games. I want something more interesting than something I could have right now, which is Stardew Valley. I could go live on a farm. There's nothing stopping me. You could. Stardew Valley is basically just a slightly more interesting real life. True. Mass Effect Universe would rule. I'm thinking about it more from day-to-day life as a normie than an adventurer. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're not necessarily... If I were to have a home or an apartment and a traditional job... What world would I want to live in? Hmm. 
Oh, come last send, send your emails. I mean, where, where would you like yeah. to live? Yeah, I want. I want everyone's answers yeah. and and defend it. Like, uh, yeah. give, give me your answer and why. Feedback at startgrindinggear.com. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. What music was, do I have? Do, do I, that went places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All over the place. Moving all over the place today. There and back again. A video game drama story. Just make sure you wear a blazer and a t-shirt while you go on that adventure. (laughs) We want to thank our badass patrons for supporting us on Patreon. You can support everything that Kyle and I are making by going to supportourbromance.com. That will take you to our Patreon. And uh, we want to thank our recent patrons. Thank you, Carla. Thank you, Cameron L. Andres M. We really appreciate your support. Thanks for signing up. And Michelle. Thank you. Thanks, Michelle. And of course, there's a very special level of patrons that we thank each and every episode, and those are our legendary level backers. Hell yeah. Sean B. What was that? I was, just, I was throwing in a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Sean B. Mike R. Stephen J. Wayra E. Das. Cheesy Bob. And Sean with an E-A-B. Thank you so much for your support, everybody. If you want to become a legendary level backer or any level of support, Details are over on the Patreon at supportourbromance.com. Other than that, you can find everything that Kyle and I are making over at youtube.com slash TV. That's A-M-O-V-E-T-V. That's where we stream every Monday, Thursday, and now Friday. Uh-huh. Friday streams coming at you over on that YouTube. New videos every Wednesday. And we also record the podcast live over there, so go check it out. I'm Garrett Art on Twitter. Kyle is at Kyle Ferguson. And... You can find our joint account at Garrett and Kyle. It's that simple. Follow us everywhere. It's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Grinding Gear podcast. Until we know that Ragnarok beat out Elden Ring and everyone's <laughs> mad about it. GG. Take care. <laughs>